So you listen to the blind mic. There is clearly something wrong with you. This is Rickles. And why any of you waste your time with this jerk-off from Boston is beyond me. I have more talent in my beer farts. And oh, look at that. The show is produced by a demon today instead of a ginger dotard. That is a step up. And today's guest is being hunted by Tom Cruise and the rest of those magic underwear losers. And you bring him here. Are you nuts? Now I'm going to have to go clear to get rid of these losers. Anyway, if you are still here, you are a better man than me. Here is your host, a man who would never find that Lego you needed to finish the set. Blind, Blind. Mike Mike I'm, I'm flattered. Uh, I'll say Rickles seems to be a big fan of the show. He knows a lot of inside references, but he sounds British almost, which is a little weird. Um, good to have Rickles on board, finally. We've been trying to get him for a while. Uh, today's episode will be very interesting. As you see, I'm alone here for now. Um, but as uh, Mr. Rickles mentioned, uh, it won't be for long. <laughs> I'm curious, guys, let me know in the comments uh, your feedback on this episode. It's of crucial importance because today, first of all, filling in, uh, Craig Oconi is on assignment. Um, he's getting, uh, uh, the show is finally sponsored by Bud Light and Craig will be transitioning, uh, but more on that later. And today, filling in in his stead, I guess we will only hear this man's voice, but it's Hack Ride. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What oh, is no. going on, Blind oh, Mike? Oh, uh, it's okay. It was one second of a mistake. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I craigged out on that one. Oh. How are you doing, Blind Mike? It is a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to have you, buddy. This is weird because I've been able to convince myself that Hack Ride is just some psychopath that we have cutting clips for us. And before the show, I got, I talked to the the, the man, Hack Ride's the host, know, your, your the host handler. Of the is that right? Okay. Yes, he is the host. Every demon needs a host. He is my host. Okay. All right. So this is going to be weird. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have a conversation with you today. Oh, let's discuss war and peace. <laughs> you see, every every response you get, I'm going to make a serious point about uh, John Melendez, and I'm going to get this voice back. It's going to be tough to deal with. So I wanted to also bring in an, uh, an earthling, if that's okay. It is more than okay. This is one hell of an earthling you invited. Uh, so I've done this guy's show and uh, I thought we had a nice rapport. I'm sure this episode will get taken down because he's being, uh, he's, he's being manhunted right now. The, the powers that be, the Illuminati is going to strike this episode from existence. But, but, hey, we've got drops finally. That's fun. Already doing better than Craig. Baba boy. Uh, it doesn't apply, but okay. Uh, Zero Dark Tony is joining us as well. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, you got Rickles, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to get Rickles for a while. I don't know how you did that. I need to be your contact. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, of course, I needed two men, or a man and a demon, to fill the shoes of Craig Coney. So let's see if either <laughs> of you have what it takes today. But Well, thank I... you for having me on, and it's very nice to meet uh, the Dark Lord himself. I have had uh, some experience with some of your minions lately. Thank you. How, yes. how familiar are you with my show, Tony? I'm a fan of the Blind Mike Project. Okay, all right. So you're aware when you're talking to a guy and all of a sudden a demon is speaking to us from the, the underworld, you're not weirded out by that. You knew that Par was... Par for the course, baby. Okay, all right, good. Thank God. <laughs> Always on the he menu. has been in Scientology. He understands. <laughs> yes. Uh, as I mentioned about the month of August, we are seeing 
Uh, only the strong will survive here on the Blind Mike Project. If you're around by September, it means you're a true fan of this show because you suffered through last week's episode. I was impressed with the amount of people that commented and actually got through the Tom Myers and the Magician and Michelle Wojciechowski and all these people. So I appreciate you guys sitting through. And then today, I have no idea what the show is going to be. So if you have made it through all of this and you want to support the program, I would suggest you go to blindmike.net. That's where you can support the show for free, uh, whether it be this show, Why Are You Laughing, or Who Are These Socials. All the links are at blindmike.net. So you can go leave us a five-star review or uh, comment, whatever you do. Um, YouTube, same thing. Subscribe on YouTube. Tap the notification bell for updates. Uh, comment, like, all that helps the algorithm, helps get new eyeballs on us. And uh, if you want, you can join the Patreon. We have YouTube memberships available as well. Um, but uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get multiple bonus episodes of Why Are You Laughing every single month, as well as the free episodes a week early. You get episodes like this when we pre-record Blind Mike Project. You get that before anyone else. Uh, we watch Quincy on there and all kinds of wacky stuff. So go to blindmike.net to support the show. And uh, we appreciate it. So if, if I could insert a, a quick reference in here. Yes. You know oh, what to do. God. You know what exactly. to do. That's exactly right. Hack Ride, I mean, has skyrocketed past Craig with the drops already. That's not even a question. Like a I don't know what's boy. taking Craig so long to master that, but got to be up at 6 a.m. again to be trans. I don't know if I love the drops of me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, one's that was... appropriate. <laughs> that was a good one. This guy's good. He is, he's stealing Craig's job before our eyes. It's very exciting. Um, and uh, before we get into our other shit, Tony, where can people find you? Oh, just Zero Dark Tony across the board, you know? Um, YouTube, Rumble, uh, what else? Facebook. You Rock, one of those guys on Rumble because the man honesty. is coming after you now? Well, you know, uh, you like to get on there sometimes, and you like to cut loose a little bit. So you have to, you have to have, uh, you know, your Sunday best when you're on YouTube. I mean, you can get a little crazy, you know, but you got to treat it like uh, any wedding. You don't want to get to the point where you get thrown out. And uh, follow Hackride on YouTube as well. Get Hackride to a thousand so we can start going live. And you're doing. So let me get this straight, Hackride. By the yes. time people are hearing this, your show will be up, right? Yes. Uh, go and watch as you watch this last night's. Puzzle box with hack ride and Krista as it has already aired. Yes, it is, is a puzzle it, what, box. What's puzzle box going to be? Like, give me the give me the gist. It is a potpourri of nonsense. Honestly, the stuff that you say no to, the stuff that I think about that has no home, and it is introducing a good friend of mine, Krista, who has twenty years in radio, working at various places like KLSX in Los Angeles. So she has stories of Tom Lycus, Howard Stern, Jonathan Brandmeier. And so that will be part of the show as well. Old okay. school radio talk. Fun. Tom Lycus. So, Hacker, let me have, before <laughs> we get into Flash our, Friday. Before we, before we get into our stuff here today, let me ask you, what's your relationship like with me? Because I talk about you on the show, and I portray my side of things, how I interpret our messages and things. Well, where, where, where do we stand here? I love you, Blind Mike. I always have. Since you, since you accepted my request to do free work for you, I have always loved you. <laughs> well, since you have I, signed yeah. his offer. Yes. <laughs> yes. You really made yourself valuable it, to me in the free It is not the 200,000-year offer that Zero Dark Tony is used to, but it is close. That's a billion years, sir. It's a billion. It's a billion. I'm sorry. I am off on my <laughs> fate in knowledge. Ooh. There you go. 
what Hackrad, what do you think when I say like when I when I talk about your tone with me? I'm sort of like a battered wife. Do you understand that at all? Do you understand that you really you really give me the business in these DMs? Yes, I understand, but I also understand that Twitter lacks context. Okay. So a lot of the time when you speak, I know you're not yelling at me, even though the words appear that you are. Okay. It, it, it is more, yeah. yes, it is more a subtle thing that you learn over time that this person is not always angry, that they yes. are direct and get to the point. Right. So I learned like, that quickly about when you. When Hackrad suggested that my, my girlfriend was working me with, pu with, uh, with puppet strings <laughs> from uh, behind the scenes, I asked him about that and he's like, what the fuck? Obviously I'm joking. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, okay, calm down. It's okay. Yes. And you did, you did admit it wasn't her, but I still have my, my doubts that someone in your orbit is not a fan of the demon, but it doesn't matter. You are, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's unlikely this episode will get any negative comments at all. I think people are really going to love it, and it's I think they're going to show that in the Bernie's without the strings kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hack riders, come out in the comments. Show yourself, and maybe we'll get rid of Craig if it goes well. Yes, that is not the goal, though. I love Craig. Craig laughs harder at Hack Ride than anyone. So to lose Craig would be to lose a big fan, and also. A big man. I don't want to lose either. <laughs> that would be tough. Uh, all right. So let's get Well, first, I want to get into Stuttering John a little bit. We haven't talked about Stuttering John. Uh, yes, let me this, go back and produce month. the show. I will leave you uh, Zero Dark Tony to talk about Stuttering John. I will be in the back if you need me. Ask. Okay. All right. Just have all that right. paperwork ready, and I'll, uh, I'll sign that a little later. Thanks. All right. So, Tony, tell me, because I, I want to get into Stuttering John, like I said. But for, you were uh, telling me before the show, and I said, save it for the air, because I don't have a clue what's happening with kevin Bra and heck right you can pipe in if you want as well you can pipe in all day by the way you don't have to announce yourself but um what, what's going on with kevin Brenton? there's some controversy now with him and Drew. i cannot if i can make a guess and i know nothing about this i'm gonna guess kevin's uh really really angry about something and uh he's gonna say that he's he's done with some person and in a few days that's probably gonna change is that about right well, what what I see is what, is, what are we in a submarine? I, I'm, I'm getting answers correct. I think oh, okay. he's that is uh, correct yeah. answers. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, one ping only. Um, yes. Okay. So what what I see is, and this is funny because part of this is in part of your backyard, right? So we've got Carl, who uh, paid some money to John, right? Offered some money to John. Kevin comes in because this was John's big comeback show. Carl's been putting in a lot of time. Okay, this this part I know, the whole Kevin right? versus okay. Carl feud. That I know. So okay, so then so then He's Kevin giving context. Yeah, just give a little <laughs> background here. So Kevin comes in and Kevin seems to be someone who walks in the room with a flamethrower, right? Yeah. And he just starts popping it off. If I'm not mistaken. He's a bit cranky, older Irish fella. Yeah. Like the hat you have. <sighs> okay, so well, this is this is Tom Myers inspired, but continue. <laughs> okay. So Kevin Brennan and now uh, has had an event in Atlantic City at the Borgata, right? Now, the whole controversy came when Shuli, right? It, it, and it's kind of like, to me, it's watching when, let's say you go to a zoo and it's time to feed like the lions and they just throw to meat sure. in the thing. That to me is what Stuttering John seems to be. He's like that product that everybody wants that piece of. Sure. So was that thing in Atlantic City a disaster? I talked. I was on WATP Saturday, and I never followed up. Was that just a debacle? Or 
Well, you know, I don't know if as many people showed up, but to me, when I saw some of the lives, I saw some of the uh, uh, Nobody Likes Onions. I saw Patrick streaming from there. Okay. They seem to be having a fine time. Um, you know, and, you know, with a lot of the stuff that Patrick talks about, it has stirred up the pot. And now, apparently, Bob Levy, as a result of a lot of this controversy, has just left uh, MLC. So, oh, we, oh no! Yeah, I so hope we're in a position where we I got. I hope no he hasn't Bob, left yeah. too long, Tony. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a real cliffhanger. I guess we'll have to tune in to find out. What a mystery. I mean, I'm right on the edge. Like, oh my goodness, what's Bob gonna do? I, I just want to go sit in my pool. <laughs> I would be very surprised. Sure. This will be up on <laughs> Patreon Friday. And it'll be uh, up on YouTube on Sunday. I'd be surprised by one of those droppings if Bob Levy hasn't already made his big return to MLC. I have a feeling one of them by Friday will no longer be with us. Let's just oh, you, you guys are not paying attention close enough. Let me come in off the top ropes with the knowledge. Bring some. This is over. MLC, as you knew it, is over. Bob Levy has chosen. Bob Levy is off the fence. It has happened. He's Once, in the Shuley yard. He is in the Shuley yard. Shuley has made some deals, more lucrative deals. And Kevin's super chats have been drying up since his battle with Carl. And so this was an inevitability. It only happened now because Kevin got the money from Patreon and YouTube and was going to have to pay Bob and decided, fuck Bob, I'm not going to pay him. So this really comes down to That's an right. artist not being paid by someone. And so now okay. anyone who goes on the Kevin Brennan show is a scab and does not deserve the respect of a human being because until Bob Levy gets his money that he is owed, no one yeah, should go on that show. Him, he docked him uh, $1,000 or something? He docked him $1,000 for the John episode when John was on, even though Bob had no idea that was going on. And then he docked him the entire last month. Kevin just oh, got the check okay, from YouTube wow. and says, you are fired. I am not paying you. Take me to court. Kevin is a bitch. Kevin is the biggest bitch in this whole universe. Okay, this changes I thought it was just, I thought it was just not the a grand. Wow. No, he is gone. And then he comes on his show immediately and calls wife, uh, Bob's wife, a worthless cunt. And then he goes after his children immediately. Like, Ugh. he hates Chad and says Chad does all this stuff. And then five seconds after Bob says, I quit, he goes after his wife and children mercilessly. Kevin Brennan is bile. Yeah, that's the type of shit I don't understand. I don't like where, like, Chad is willing to go down to those levels. And Kevin seems like a guy like that. And honestly, ironically, John is a guy like that. Like, John is a guy who will talk shit about people's yeah, families, people's wives. Like, the idea that he brought... I know, I know Carl's wife is on the show from time to time, but she's not not a ton, and she's not like an insanely public figure or anything. So the idea that John started saying shit about Carl's wife and her being a beard and him cheating on her and all oh, this stuff—you haven't even heard the worst of it yet, Mike. That oh, was the the order. That's, that's that's not the, the cake. Yeah. Oh, the main and and this is why it is over. This is the main course. So after Please. he goes after his family, he sees that he is being snipe streamed by Shuli and Bob. So, oh, this makes him angry. Kevin is even redder than usual. And this makes him grab for the dagger. The worst thing that you can do to another old man. He says, I am going to report you to the IRS, Bob. I know that you hide money, Bob. I know that you use your wife to hide money, Bob. Bob is going to jail. I will make sure. Bob I'm going wow. to send Chad to jail, too. I will call the IRS on everyone because I am a red weirdo named Kevin Brennan. That is the facts. 
Oh, what a scumbag. Even if he doesn't yes. do it to threaten wow. that. Wow, kind of that is some movie. shitty stuff, man. Yeah, so Bob is off the fence. Oh, well, good that is Bob. what you call gay ops, my friend. <laughs> okay. I gotta say, Shall not, produce. not to, uh, not to uh, you know, stray from the conversation here, but Hack Ride, again, coming with more information than Craig usually has. <sighs> Really, this is, all, this is very delightful. To me. I'm sorry, I'm, I might be checked out of the show just fantasizing about Hack Ride producing full time. Well, the <laughs> diapers I change are on YouTube. The diapers Craig's change are in real life, so I will give him credit for that. Although right, John right. and Kevin's diapers are more messy sometimes. So, <laughs> all right. You know, I always find that so shitty when people just go right for the like. What's that even going to do? So you can't answer. You don't have a valid reply. Then what do you do? You go for, you go for you know people that have nothing to do with it which which ha has been happening to me it happens to me left and right especially in my situation lately i mean i could totally relate to this yeah um of these attacks that are brought on by creators and it's and it and they don't even have to do it directly anymore it could be a dog whistle right it could just yeah. be like hey you know what a lot of the things that kevin says you know um this guy's a piece of shit that guy's a piece of shit right so now Brennan's people naturally to defend him are going to go to those channels, start attacking in the comments, causing problems, uh, wanting to dox you, people. You know, you are a fortune teller, Zero Dark Tony. Of a war is brewing and has broken out between the fans of MLC and the Shuli Network, and I am right in the middle, and it is glorious. <laughs> are there are there fans? Are, are there fans of MLC? Like like oh, are there yes. fans of that Got show? Oh yes, Blind Mike. That is like asking all their children who have terrible fathers. Yes, and what <laughs> do they do when they grow up? They find MLC and they relive their experience over and over, being ignored. Oh, you're frozen, Zach, right? But I guess, Mike, I'm asking more like, um, like you know, Carl has listeners of his show. I, I, I picture all the MLC fans are fans of these other shows that pop in to get Kevin riled up and read their super chats and shit. I don't, I can't imagine people being like, I gotta watch MLC. I gotta watch this man read the YouTube comments today. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't, know that's what not a the show. super chats are. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not. There's no. It, 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 they turn on the camera. They start reading. There, there's. It's. It, it's. Let's get on with this. First of all, this dude's twelve-year-old gaming headset. The fuck is that? Right. You know, like he. He. He sounds horrible. It looks horrible. You know, you would figure that after a little bit of time and working with someone like Adam. They would have a little bit better of a look, something better sounding, and not actually use Wi-Fi. He's always talking about, how about Ethernet cables? Do you right, have any right. of those? Like, just plug right in, man. You'll have no problems. So, Adam, is like, Adam is like the pretty girl in the Munsters. He just does not fit. <laughs> it just, it doesn't make sense to me to look like, hey, if you're making money, do what you got to do. Absolutely. Just if you're looking at it both as an entertainer and a businessman. It doesn't make sense as an entertainer to be like, here's the, the content I'm going to give my fans or my viewers is me staring at a screen and reading what the fans say, what the people who aren't creative, what they say. I want to just read someone say, you know, uh, Negro, whatever the fuck the names they put in. You know what I mean? Like right. as an entertainer, it doesn't make sense. But then also as a, a, a businessman, I would look at it and say, well, it's not going to be sustainable. How many times is David Chandler 
going to send me $50. Right. You know what I mean? How many times could he possibly do it? And I, when he, when he's done it to me, I always appreciate, I appreciate everyone that super chats this show. And uh, by the way, we're not live guys. So don't, yeah, don't no, Chandler's a, Chandler is a great supporter of the, of the uh, medium. Right. Right. And I, yeah, I very much appreciate guys like that. But mm-hmm. what I hate is when guys like Kevin and John will read the chat and go, nah, you know what? Fuck the people giving me $2. Right. I'm not I'm not going to read the people giving me $2. You cheap fuck like John will literally say you cheap fucks. And it's like John, these people don't owe you money. They're going out of their way to give you money and hope that you say the fucking sentence that they typed along with their donation. Like these are donations. So the idea of shitting on it is really wild to me and it's just like if you're looking at it from a show, you know, what's how long is Kevin is Kevin going to do this podcast for 10 more years? I can't imagine. Well, you know, a lot of the things that it seems like he's attempting very much on the red bar side of things, you know, and 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 Patrick Melton, people who can who can get away with literally just insulting the audience and it becomes part of the show. Well, red bar is a good broadcaster. Yeah. Kevin, oh, I, I think yeah. I think Kevin's funny. And I think when he when he's busting balls with guys that he uh, respects or shitting on people that he, that he, you know, has contempt for, like Chad or Ray DeVito or whoever, I think he can be funny. But, like, Red Bar knows how to run a show. Right. The guy does fucking six-hour long, or at least he used to. I don't yeah. know if he still does. But he would do, like, six, eight-hour long streams and keep it interesting throughout, where Kevin's just saying, here's what, uh, you know, fucking uh, – Bob's saggy nuts is saying in the chat. Well, you like have it's to. Not, it's not broadcast. You also have to have a little production value, a little bit of you know. You gotta. Can you can you hear that? No. Okay. Like I have, I have, I have drops and stuff, and but guys, know. imagine if you could. Imagine if you heard a drop right there. <laughs> right. It was the it was the SVU thing. Very simple right. one. But imagine if someone like that took a little bit of effort towards their production. Like give your audience something back. If you're making all this dough, buy a microphone. Right. You know, buy buy a headset. Right. Let the let the audience know that because, you know, whenever I get anything from my audience, it goes right back into production. You know? Yeah. And I mean it's not it's not Kevin's fault that people are like if people are donating money money obviously he should accept it and everything i just think if you're putting together a show and bitching at your fans like saying i I fuck these super chats that are less than x amount of dollars it's like these people owe me zero dollars the idea that anyone subscribes to my patreon or subscribes on youtube or super chats us or whatever is uh, incredibly humbling to me i think it's very generous the idea Mm -hmm. that they're doing that like so to shit on that is disgusting i think as someone that's consuming podcasts for sure that's why i hate i honestly hate shows like i think um like nick mullen is a podcasting genius and like i think what he did with come town now the adam friedland show is like pretty impressive but i hate i've heard those guys say forever that they're like bilking their audience and they're mailing it in and all and like you know shit on the um uh, generalized version, like the incel type of guys that a lot of their audience is, the stereotype of their audience, they shit on that. And it makes me, as a consumer of their content, kind of say, like, well, fuck these guys. Why am I supporting them? Well, it's all a wave, you know? And when they went... <laughs> We all know if it bleeds, it leads, right? So if you got negative, you got drama, people want to see this stuff, you know? 
there's not much general hospital on, uh, you know, Channel 5 anymore, right? So people have that innate thing. At least people who are involved in social media, they like a little bit of that soap opera type thing. And that's really that similar. And listen, I'm on a a show twice a week, the Kirk Minahan show, that, uh, like, Kirk will shit on the audience, but I think everyone's aware it's, to an extent, tongue-in-cheek. And then he'll go the other way, where he's like, they're the greatest fans in the world. And he puts on amazing events and makes sure they're not overly priced and all this. So he d- clearly does respect his fans. You're allowed to shit on the fans. Sure. But there's an element of, like, at least let them know you somewhat respect them. Right. And I maybe maybe that's what that Atlantic City event was. But I didn't hear, uh, I didn't hear many reviews of it. Well, you know, from what I saw, uh, some of the live stuff and some of the, you know, stories and reports that have come back from there is that, you know, not only did they have uh, a decent time, uh, it's sort of some people were saying that that Patrick was creating a lot of the drama Then that that I don't see at all. Right. These guys have been have been eating each other's uh, flesh for months, slowly chewing on right, it. Right. Right. So um, when that event kind of was, I think, good for them all, maybe to get together and spend a little time in a room together. Yeah. Because I think if Atlantic City maybe didn't happen, this would have already escalated to a point where somebody's going to have a problem. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be legal issues because these guys just keep escalating, you know? Right. They don't yeah. know how to de-escalate. It's the same well, thing. One side keeps escalating, for sure. Yes. Well, that that's ultimately yeah. what was what happened with uh, Opie and Anthony is, like, you create this environment of toxicity and then it turns on you eventually. Like what, mm-hmm. what happened with the Opie and Anthony subreddit, it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen from any fan base. Like it was people that ended that were diehard fans of this show that ended up eating each other alive and attacking the hosts and everything. I think that's what happens when you build an exclusively toxic environment, when it's all toxic and never the other way. And I feel like that's kind of what Kevin's uh, building. Now, I don't know if you know this, Tony. He doesn't care for what I think because I'm a blind guy. And, you know, I think a funny thing to say about me is that... What did he say about you? Well, it's funny. It's interesting. shit on you? I would like to know. I don't see particularly well. I have a tough time reading a room. Oh, hey now. See what he did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't funny the first few times. And now I've repeated that joke 80 times, so it's even funnier to me now. Yes. (laughs) Well, you actually have a sense of humor. So that's the that's the gift that you know we all get is to be able to laugh at shit. If you can't laugh at yourself, get off the fucking internet. Well, and that, I mean, I had to do that. I took a, a three month break from podcasting and the internet and everything because I was not reacting to it well. And I feel like, right. I, I honestly, I think it's the smartest thing Stuttering John ever did is to remove himself. Like if he wasn't handling it well, right. he removed himself for eight months. Now what makes him a fucking moron is that he said, I can't handle this. And then immediately came back and did a show where he's just reading super chats and arguing right. with them from people who hate him. I, my, my favorite was when he was on, what is it? MC MSCS or whatever the hell that was. Uh, yes. Was Tony wasted. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The al- with the alien. Yes. Right. Yes. And he, and he gets up there and he goes, let me tell you something, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love when he gets serious. He's like, how would never he said he didn't give a fuck about my career. I love I love serious John when he's like, you don't 
you don't want to do that, do you, Baba Booey? Oh, you run. You don't want no part of this brain. <laughs> like this menacing. He thinks because he hung out with uh, who is it, John Gotti Jr. That he hung out with. Right, right. Yeah, so he thinks he's a mobster now. Right. <laughs> I know a lot of people, Tommy. <laughs> Look, my yeah. daddy was an engineer, so I'm smart too. It's in the DNA. <laughs> you know, it kind of rubbed off on me, Tommy. I knew everything he knew, but better. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who your impression sounds more like. It is very mob movie-esque. Yours. <laughs> Well, that was when that was when John was wasted out of his mind. Yeah, on there he was slow, dro like drooling out of his face. It's uh, well now he's very juicy. Let's uh, let's get into it. Enough enough tea, enough setting this bit up. Yeah, um, let's, the, let's start hitting some balls. I'm I'm late I'm late to the party here. Uh, this is pro. I, it was on the reason I'm playing a lot of these clips today is because I was on who are these podcasts last week, and we didn't get to the, some of these. I'm surprised uh, Carl wasn't more intrigued by some routes that John took, because I think it's directly related to Carl. So I figured we'd uh, break these down. Um, so where are we starting here, Hack Ride? This was the day after, uh, so for those of you that missed it, John went on with Carl uh, about almost two weeks ago at this point, and uh, basically said, this is it. This is my last hurrah. I'm going to do battle with Carl, and I'm going to step away forever. And go back to teach his swan song. Exactly. Yes. So long, folks. This ain't this world ain't for Johnny anymore. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But a lot happens in thirty six hours. You know, a lot can change. A man changes in that amount of time. Who is this fella on the right? Who's DG? He is the worst. We're gonna get to DG. Okay. He's okay. the worst. Oh boy. I, I don't mean. Uh, listen, we've covered a plenty of bad broad. You can say what you want about me as a broadcaster. There are plenty of broadcasters out there that are bad. When I say Dave is a horrendous broad, it's just the it's milk toast. It's the most bland, banal statements. He's boring. He's got the charisma of an old tennis shoe. He is, is he just one of the guys who just wants to be nice for being nice sake because he thinks you're supposed to be nice? I guess so, but I also okay. get, the, get the sense he's scheming something out of John. He has intentions that are... We'll look yes, at his he is, perhaps. He, he is selling his like. brother's book. That is his scheme. He is, he is a nice man, Dave. Let's not beat on him too hard. Really? <laughs> oh, Hagrid is a friend. I'm sorry. Yes, he is a friend. He has <laughs> he is, he is, he helped me on the Joycey show. He's, I, he's I, a I great not... guy, then. I'm sorry. DG he is, is a great guy now? Well, he's a perfect man to have at the end of the Zoom call. I don't know about this online thing, though. But yeah. he is a great man, and that is all I'll say. Now, continue. All right, so where are we well. starting with these clips? Hagrid? I'm just reading his face, and I feel like I, I need to... Watch my wallet. <laughs> Hack right? Sorry, Mike Walker is where we are starting. Okay, uh, yeah. So this is one of his like big. Walker. This is one of his big bones of contention. Carl's point. Um, I guess Mike Walker wrote something in his book, basically saying that Jay Leno, when he realized the deal they had made with John, was furious because the people at the Tonight Show thought. They were getting this brilliant mind, the mind behind Howard Stern's red carpet questions. <laughs> All yeah, those famous right. bits with Ringo Starr and uh, Tommy Lasorda and, you know, countless others. They thought they were getting, you know, the, the mind behind that when they brought John on. Uh, turns out they weren't. Jackie, Fred, and Howard wrote most, if not all, of those questions. And so Mike Walker wrote in his book that Jay Leno was furious when he realized all this. 
Well, and, just a little also, just a little context for for Mike Walker there. I don't yeah. I don't know if you guys were listeners of the Stern show when Mike Walker would actually come on and do something yeah. called the Mike Walker game, right? Where Yeah, so Howard respected him right. at least somewhat. Yeah. Um so Some National Enquirer, integrity, yeah. <laughs> they had they had a lot of sensational headlines. All of them probably weren't accurate. <laughs> but Carl's point was Mike Walker has to be somewhat truthful because if a lot of the shit that he said, if there was no truth to it, he'd be sued into oblivion exactly. for defamation. Um, so John really ran with this bit and, uh, you know, attacked Carl for this. You claim that what you read about me from Mike Walker, the perennial bullshit artist, editor of the National Enquirer, happened to be factual information about my Tonight Show experience. David, I'm going to ask. Those liver spots on his head. What are those on his head? On John's head? Yeah, on John. Oh, God only knows what, what strain of some rare disease, leprosy, or who knows what John has uh, encountered. Just another quick notice right off the right out of the gate is that Mike Walker is actually Mike Walker. It's not, he's doing the air quotes. Carlos pointing out, I always miss him, unfortunately. Yeah. I can't say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't know what it, Mike Walker. It's like, <laughs> exactly. in his mind, it means like, I guess it means like, as if that's anybody, like Mike Walker is not famous, but that's not what air quotes are. I don't know why no, he's using it that th way. I think he's trying to open a portal to the story when he does this. When he Mike does Walker even quotes. exists. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> think it's air quotes. I think it's some kind of a magic that we're missing. All right. So we heard John set up. Now, uh, I've studied John Melendez. Very astute observation here. When he says things to his guest, like, Dave, I ask you. I think John already had his mind made up on what the answer is going to be. So let's hear it. Who do you think would be more experienced on what transpired with my hiring at the Tonight Show? Me or the National Enquirer? Who hmm. would you say? Hmm. Which he bought for the episode. I got to say, you probably would have so to be bad. a better source of information. Thank you. So, I will tell you the real story, but let's get into what Carla said. Hold on, pause oh. on a second. So, the, the idea that John would know, like to say, like if, if Kirk Minahan talked to a reporter and was like, you know, I really thought we were going to get more out of Mike. Uh, like he, he sucks on the show. I hate him. <laughs> I wish we never hired him, which he said uh, on the show before. So he doesn't need to talk to a reporter. But hypothetically, uh, if you were to say that to some reporter, you couldn't then go to me and say, well, don't you think I would know if secretly people didn't want me there? <laughs> no, of course not. You'd be the last person to find out. Right. You, it would happen by accident if you found out. <laughs> yes. They say these things behind your back, John. Right. John doesn't understand that people will talk behind his back. Like, honestly, the people in that chat that he calls liars and hypocrites, those are the only people in his life being truthful to him 100% of the time. You ever wonder, John, why all the doors were closed at The Tonight Show? <laughs> <laughs> why you were in the fifth row of the audience? Well, yeah. <laughs> all the doors in the back are closed while you're in the building. All right, let's finish this out. You know, they didn't get the guy they hired, you know, and all of this. And, and 
everything, right? That's, that was his premise. And I said, well, let me see. Um, when I got divorced, let me see if I could find that article. When I got Good divorced, example coming. <laughs> um, they claimed that Susanna could, uh, that Beth wrote Susanna off because I left. Uh, Why is she Susanna now? You know, and she's Susanna before. What happened? Show, right? I believe that was that was the uh, the article did say that. Yes. Why does Dave Jackrod? Well, you're you're his best friend. You might have some insight into this. Why does Dave always talk like he's giving John legal counsel? Like he's, he's on the stand cult. for the fucking. Super, <laughs> I believe, uh, Senator. Yes, I believe that is correct. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he titles himself the consigliere of the Joey C network. So I think it is in that answer. He uh, he sees himself as the man behind the man, behind John, behind Kevin. He's the man next to the man. So he's never he can't be super interesting. You understand? Or it John Melendez the man. says this. John Melendez says that. Yes. It was all lies. DG will be Putin's right hand man. <laughs> you want a fresh Mr. Pantangeli. <laughs> Will you please tell <laughs> Frankie Five Angels? You're gonna be just fine, Frankie Five Angels. You know what the old Roman, <laughs> the old Romans used to do. All right. Was there more to that? Uh, the truth of the matter is, David, Uh-oh. is my wife. Not what I'm oh, about. Here it is. Here it is. Look at that. Seek, and the Lord will provide. Hold on. I'm just going to take blow it up minutes. so we can see it. Um, so I don't know if we can read it, but this was, I don't know how I could pull the whole thing up. Let me see. God forbid you have your evidence, evidence prepared. The thing in full screen here. Bear with me. Let me. Don't have the show ready or anything. This is the only time I have ever had empathy for stuttering. <laughs> Let me see if I can get it. I can't seem to get it in full screen. I don't know why. Uh... He is just oh, yeah. a Carl, lot going on in his I'm mouth. Not, um, uh, okay, so here we go. Let let's let's share the screen. Here's my okay. frosting gun. Okay, Let me stop this one, and then let's go to my divorce. Now, listen to him Carla. vamping, trying to find it. Here is my divorce. You see oh, yes. tell you, I went yep. to the Yankees game. There it is. <laughs> Now, I don't think I could read it, but that's fine. There's a corporate Dave again. Uh, it's all legible there, John. Actually, <laughs> if I'm if I'm going, yes, I, I, your honor, I do believe that is legible. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, he, he pulls up the article. Where did he even get that hard copy of the National Enquirer? Did he have that? Are they still for sale? What he oh, held one up. John it? collects. John collects everything. John. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it's, probably, it's one... probably the actual one they wrote about him. <laughs> yes, well, no, I... it was. It was yellow. The paper was yellow, like it had been stored in a location with damp other things for a long time. I saw a retweet of a photo that he had that was in some kind of frame behind glass on Twitter. I don't know. It was a picture with a celebrity or something. Literally looked like cocaine was dusted all over the thing and he just sort of brushed it off to take the picture. Uh, the picture. Yeah. Yes. Here's a picture of this Polaroid. 
Yes, Nikki Six did cocaine off this, uh, so I will never wash it. This is a famous <laughs> Nikki Six line. Nikki Six this line, and and other people did other lines. I can't remember. I was too high. Now, now here's why I'll never wash my carpet. <laughs> All right. Now, if I remember correctly, Hecrod, you probably don't like the the title of this next clip, right? Yeah, it it is an opinion. <laughs> well, it's another example of our pal Dave. What's his point? Like, I'm just. I mean, you know, I, I thought with most of it there was, I thought there was some okay back and forth in that interview. But I mean, well, what's, his, what's his point? I'm just curious. Like, honestly, what do you think his point is talking about your divorce? I mean, he's just trying to trying to make a point that that you guys broke up because of the of the whole going over to the to Saturday night or land the, the plane uh, Dave let's get yeah, let's there yeah let's get in there is that is that his point <laughs> run out of fuel uh oh, I'm sorry Dave is that his point? Like, oh my god I mean, what the fuck are you I, talking I about so <laughs> you know maybe I'm being a little bit too maybe I'm thinking about it too much but like his point in bringing up all this was to to prove what because he was saying that Mike Walker the editor of the Inquirer the same guy who gave us this wonderful story. Hold on. Uh, the same guy. Hold on. I'm finding it. Where is it? <laughs> Boy. Why not have there. these ready? It's fine. The same guy fine. that gave us tabs. Open a tab. It's fine to do. Like, we'll do stuff on the show, and I'll vamp for a minute while Craig looks for something, or I'll bust Craig's balls mm -hmm. for not having something ready, whatever. Like, it's fine to do that. It can't be your whole show. When the show's intention, it would be like if this show, instead of playing clips of Stuttering John, I was Googling the word Stuttering John and trying to read it from this. Distance. I mean, it is so it, it is so close to dead air. It really is. It's just right there on the same. It's on the same thing. When you are just vamping because you're ill prepared. Now, things happen. You might have a glitch. You know, things might happen in the software, whatever. You got to be prepared for that as a self-produced show i understand that what can happen but man he is really taking a long time even when he pulls it up he's like it well it's it, it's it's not readable but still you get the gist <laughs> i mean i don't know how to zoom in if you if you know what i mean he just talks yes. into the microphone uh camera zoom enhance <laughs> go ahead Hackrod. story the coronavirus cure coronavirus cures finally found and warning surgical masks spread infection you know bigfoot kept lumberjack as a love slave what <laughs> yes we, that's are his... we are we're missing the lead that is the lead right there that's the one <laughs> whoa we're gonna pay more attention to this COVID story for christ's sake at this right now probably in the chat or in the audience who are saying that at least that those two things are possibly true like yes miracle <laughs> john has placed dave on the pay no mind list. this is what's rude now wait, wait listen uh no one respects dave less than me in the podcasting world but what's now incredibly <laughs> dave's i'm sure he's a great guy he's marvelous <laughs> he's a lot of guns <laughs> so oh then he's terrific guy he's very and he very... always talks about He's very quick, Dave. He, I like him, and he gets right to the point, and he says controversial things. He has hot takes on things. He, his head takes up a lot of the frame. But what's amazing about John, and he does this to our friend, the Army Major, all the time. He's so rude to Richard Ojeda, and it's very frustrating to watch because the, the, the 
co-host or sidekick or whatever he is, someone that John has invited on, will say something, make a point, ask a question. And to Dave's credit, again, Dave, great broadcaster, um, I asked a question, a le- somewhat legitimate question. To be fair, my intentions were somewhat impure. But we're, we did an episode of Why You Laughing coming out soon with uh, Drew Lane from the Drew and Mike show, who's an old school radio guy. And um, we, the, the, the topic was, we broke down the Howard Stern show from September 11th, 2001. And I didn't write, John was a big part of that day. He was in the room and he keeps trying to steer the conversation back to Pam Anderson while the Twin Towers are burning down. <laughs> and so I thought it was a fascinating little bit of history. We broke it down. And uh, in John's chat, I asked him, like, any memories from that day? And Dave says, ooh, good question. And John goes, yeah, anyways, I come buckets. Thanks for the five bucks. And moves on. And I was like, John, it would be an interesting show if you answered my fucking question. Yeah, that was, you know, it, it just doesn't have the capacity. You know, right. the, there's not enough room in the hard drive for him to turn that over. You know, also when, I, you know, very similar to Casey Armstrong. I don't know if you watch him at all. We, we cover him a bit on Ripcast. Oh, I love Casey tells me you're a big fan. Oh, yeah. boy, let me tell you something. There is a certain amount of room in his head and very much like a long bus that needs to make a U-turn. He has limited space in here. So sometimes the turn just doesn't, you know, he doesn't quite complete the turn. Same with John. I wonder if something was in the water there at the Stern show. Yes. And (laughs) let me, let me clue you in on a a upcoming battle between Vinny the lawyer and Casey Armstrong. It is going to be a doozy. Live? Today? Uh, well, that? No, that would be a good fight. Vinny pumps weight, and Casey is a uh, wet brain. So it would be a good fight. That guy, v- Vince is a real asshole, too, huh? Just a, oh, t- Vince is the worst. Mentioned... Yeah, he yes. seems like Well, I mean, you know, these guys get on, and they talk about this fight that they want to have. Okay, so Casey and John want to have a boxing match. Oh, that's good. That'll be healthy for John. That's smart. Well, yes. Dude, yes. like, listen. Not, neither one of these guys are going to get cleared to do a fight. Like, what are they talking about? Yes. KC is on six kinds of medication. Yes, right. he is 5150. Including lithium. He's got uh, t- TBIs. He's got head injuries. He thinks that he's going to get medically cleared for a fight. Right, right. John he, is almost 60, has probably, he, he has liver, he probably has cirrhosis. I mean, John point. would be whoever, evalu- whatever fight commission would have to evaluate that would think it was a joke. If John was like, may I, may I please fight in a sanctioned event? <laughs> I would still put my money on John's chimpanzee-like strength. I do. I will say, I think there are states where it's much easier. I know when Rough and Rowdy started, I think there were states it was a lot easier to get, let's say, the type of person that John is uh, passed for a physical to fight. So there I are states that can on- do it. Just put them on street beefs. Have you guys seen street beefs? It's like they put an octagon in a backyard and just rednecks from all over the place just start to thump on each other in this there thing. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next, Hackerad? Let's fi- start firing through these a little more. Uh, next, we have your chat. Oh, good. Yeah, I put a little uh, plug for why are you laughing here. And, I was, uh, by the way, blocked by Richard Ojeda. What? Yeah, he blocked me because... What did you do? What did you do well, to our friend? Here's the thing is that you he get the hell out of here. Hackride, get him out of here. <laughs> Let me just tell you what happened. He posted something and I, you know, and it was about um, something about I'm, I'm not a political guy. I don't like that stuff. That's not my thing. Sure, sure, sure. 
I'm really not, I, I just don't like corruption. So he posted something and I said, well, here's this thing about, you know, something that happened with um, Bo Biden when he was the um, attorney general of Delaware. He, he let go one of the DuPonts who committed a horrible crime against his own daughter, if you know what I mean. You were being a jackaloon is what you were doing. I was a bit of a jackaloon that day. Yeah, I was okay. jackaloonish. Right. So, you know, you know, all all the respect to uh, Richard Ojeda for his service, though. We'll try to we'll, we'll get you unblocked. We'll see. What I will get you unblocked, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we just got into it a little bit, and he yeah he 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 saw me as a jackaloon indeed. Okay. I uh, all, all right. Yeah. So how this... about all those medals that he has? That guy. Wow. He's an impressive guy. I don't I don't know if I Shit. care for your tone. He's a very impressive man. No, he's got a he has all in a, like a big frame behind him, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We do not speak ill of the man that may be strapped to Mike at eighteen thousand feet. He's a great. Is... Oh, we gotta get to that too. I forgot yes, about yes. that. Oh yes, we will get to that. We will get to that. After... It was a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's hear my super chat because this invoked a man who, uh, uh, frankly, an evil man, tried to get my podcast shut down after this comment. Hey Mike, thanks for the pop ups. So why are you laughing? Covered Stern on 9/11. Oh, this is it. Comes. You remember much from that episode? Very good question. Why are you laughing? What is that? I'm sure it's some kind of other show or podcast or something like that. Yeah. So and it I'm not done yet at all. I love this guy's name. I like log cutters. See, John just breezes <laughs> by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. jingled yeah. keys in front of him. <laughs> Ooh, I lick log cutters is talking to me. What a great name. <laughs> yes, that is my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, so that's like uh, Detroit double dick in 41. So I tried to get John to talk about uh, the glory days uh, of 9 11, <laughs> as we all remember them. And uh, he didn't, but someone picked up on uh, my super chat a little later. Right. Line Mike uh, sent a super chat to you earlier, uh, and he made you read something horrible. Oh, really? Yes. Be careful with Blind Mike. Okay. Well, thank you, Carter. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for looking out. That's what, you know. He actually invented, he invented the Nick G oh. uh, thing in super chats. That was all Blind Mike. Uh, yes, that show, Why Are You Laughing, is horrible. Nobody should go and watch that. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. Cardiff! Know. You're more in the know when the dabble bursts. That's a me. Cardiff endorsement as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I don't know this stuff. So, so the, the reason I wanted to show that is, first of all, to show what a snake Cardiff is. Well, we I had him on the show with Cor I had him on Ripcast with Corndiff. That's there, you know, we had to have extra security. Did he sell me out there too? Did he badmouth while you left? Everybody. He threw everybody under that potato bust. <laughs> he can't be trusted. But mainly what I wanted to display was that you can just tell John whatever. Like the idea that I invent he was on the show a show that used that name 30 years ago in Frank Calls. <laughs> the, the idea that I invented it. <laughs> and You're John's pioneer. like Oh, really? He's Mr. Gurr, you don't say. <laughs> Nicholas himself. <laughs> <sighs> All right. But uh, Nick Nick visits every chat. <laughs> I hope people know that. He's Nick, gotten popular. Nick has made the rounds lately. He is in he a lot is of like Santa Claus. Yeah. I gotta say Marvelous. though, with those, I don't love the ones where it's like it has to be a name still. Like the I, I someone named I lick log cutters. <laughs> There's no, that's not a believable name. 
That's an AI generated name. I'm convinced. <laughs> All right, what's next, Hackrod? Next up, we have trans jokes. Ooh. Okay, so we're getting here. Uh, this is where I'm surprised Carl didn't have more clips in this direction, only because Carl is the one that I believe really struck a nerve here. So Carl mentioned, and I've heard him mention this before, but he mentioned with John that, uh, what's the guy's name? Dan Filato? Is that his name? Artie Lang's old producer? Um, when he was producing, when he was producing for Artie's show, uh, John came on and they did an episode where John got wasted and it was around the time of his kids transition. And John made all sorts of jokes that would be deemed transphobic. Now you're about to hear John kind of defend the idea that times have changed. And you guys know, listening to this show, I a hundred percent agree. There's jokes that you would have made 10 years ago that in today's world, you shouldn't be judged for making those jokes because the meaning and the intent were totally different right. than we would take them now. Uh, so I agree with him. What I, I, the point that he is missing is that Carl's only point was John saying, don't make fun of my kids. When John went on a pretty big podcast at that time with a, a pretty viciously funny guy in Artie Lang and presented this subject as if it was ripe for humor. That's where the hypocrisy comes into play. Oh, yeah. So, so John, when he was on with Carl, said, this never happened. I have no memory of that. I think Dave, first Dave whispered into his ear, and then John said, I have no memory of that. And, uh, and finally, it seems like John's trying to maybe get ahead of that audio possibly coming out someday. My daughter came out as a lesbian in high school, and she got bullied immensely. And 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 the, and, the and that was just at home. Call me. And... <laughs> That's a big punch. You do that, John. Hold on. Oh, you both did it. You but you and Cardiff both stepped on John's joke. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll try again. My daughter got bullied like crazy, and the school's principal had to call me and tell me to stop. Okay. Now, oh, I would I make jokes you. like that. And I Hilarious asked my daughter if I can. I apologize for stepping on your punchline. Yes. And I asked my daughter if I could make jokes about, like, about the one that I used in, with the interview with Carla, where I'm looking at the hot chick, and I'm like, holy shit. You know, my daughter's going to see me staring at a hot chick, and then I look over, and she's like this. And she's looking. So those are jokes. And I said, could I use that stuff? She goes, yes, of course, Dad. <laughs> so when my daughter Dad, came out as a like that, please. you got to pay the bills somehow, Dad. And it's going to be a humor <laughs> like that. I mean, if we get you some more Super Chats, Dad, you, you do what you got to do. So what we're watching John do here is what pathological liars do, and I dealt with a few in my day, where you present a topic to them. And they slowly over time shift it. Now, good the, the great pathological liars do it so well that you don't even notice they're doing it. Unfortunately, John's not smart. So he doesn't have that ability. Like He's not what you call masterful. There are people, and even uh, pathological liars is probably the wrong word. There are just people that are great at arguing that will shift the argument 
And, and I think that's one of the things Stern was great at, where he would kind of present things in a way that now you're almost you're arguing about something different and you don't even realize it. That's what John is attempting to do. But A, he waited till Carl was gone, which kind of disproves his entire the point that he's making. But also he's changing the argument. No one said his bits on stage would get him in trouble at home. They said that this podcast that got scrubbed with Artie Lang that Dan Filato has access to, apparently. That's what they think is going to get you in trouble with your family and that that, that John doesn't want out there. He, he gets a little loose it. after a few. <laughs> a little bit. Do jokes as well. So that's why I would do jokes on stage. Like the, my first response is, what are you, an airline? Now, yeah. boom! The joke in question, this is where I win for five strikes now. Here we go. This is where I win again. I used to do a joke. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Can I just say where John's, uh, quote, influence? And why are you laughing? I talk about this all the time. There's a very, very fine line between influence and ripoff. And it's really about how creative and, and unique the person is. Like uh, Mark Norman, clearly, just, you, you could hear him say one word. Based on his voice, you could probably guess that he's influenced by uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Norm MacDonald, clearly. But he's funny enough and unique enough on his own that he's carved out a brand for himself. What John is doing here is so transparently Howard. Like, he's so clearly trying to be Howard, it just in the way that he's speaking. If you go back just a couple seconds to set that up again, because, like, all I think of is him trying to be Howard here when he makes these arguments, because he's like, you know, check out the big brain on John, that sort of thing, where he's like, this is why you can't compete with this. When... Guys like Howard Stern do this. Guys like Kirk Minahan. Guys like Dave Portnoy, who even though like Portnoy presents as like a dumb guy, but I think is a genius. And I'm not just saying that because he says he doesn't hate me anymore. But he like these <laughs> He's guys. He's cooled on you, Mike. He's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying it because of that. But these guys, the three guys I just mentioned, and plenty of others that are great at broadcasting, are able to say, "Hey, you can't compete with this because the audience believes it." John is looking at people that have no respect for him and right. saying, you want to tango with this mind? <laughs> you want to yeah. go toe-to-toe with the master? It's like, yeah, I, I have, I'm very confident in doing that. Let me pull apart this Rubik's Cube and put it back together and show you how smart I am. <laughs> Mensa. Mensa. The joke in question, this is where I win for five strikes now. Here we go. This is where I win again. Jesus Christ. I used to do a this joke. Guy which is inappropriate now, okay? So the joke was, and this is before. Oh, come on, I Jesus. wrote this joke before Bruce Jenner came out as transgender. It's not true. This the is joke when he was rumored to have his Adam's apple Dead namer. removed. <laughs> and they showed a picture of him in the car, I believe wearing nail polish or something else. So I said, so the joke was, I... What's going on with Bruce Jenner? Like, it, it looks like he went from the cover of Wheaties to the cover of Fruit Loops. Now, that that's a real zinger. Holy shit. How long? That's years of work. Because we didn't know he was trans. <laughs> now, it's not. So, I have Good since taken that out of my ass. Now, as far as me doing jokes about transgender, and this is an emotional moment, when my Drop. son told me. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I want to hear Cardiff's point here. But that's how you know it's a genuinely emotional moment. 
you know, like I, I, I've cried on air before once, and you know how you knew it was genuine. I said, "Gang, tears coming. Buckle up. Hmm. Everyone, stop what they're doing and get ready for a lot of emotion to come out. It's not that it just pours out of you uncontrollably, and you're embarrassed by it after. It's that you're like, everyone, brace yourselves. Right here it comes. You're about to see some real human emotion here. Yeah, I hope you. I hope you can handle it. Look, if you haven't broken down on your own show." once or twice then you're really not a creator okay guys strap in here because i'm about to be so human you're not gonna be able to to be crazy you're not gonna know what happened to you (laughs) i'm looking now at a box of fruit loops bruce jenner looks nothing like toucan sam what's the joke i don't get it (laughs) excellent point by cardiff and that's what i wanted to talk about that's why i said the timeline doesn't add up because the the one of the other punchlines he has is that about um uh, Caitlyn Jenner being trans, and he says, "Folks, that takes a pair of balls." And it's like, "Well, John, okay, let's say it was before she was officially trans, whatever you want to say." The idea, the joke was about Bruce Jenner being trans, whether it was Caitlyn Jenner yet or whatever. The joke was at the expense of being trans, and you were mo- you can't now say, "Well, it's because he was wearing nail polish." It's like. No, you're again trying to change the argument and you are not smart enough to right. not let us realize that you're doing that. In order to close that joke also, I think he needs to actually add Toucan Sam into the joke, right? Right, Because he's referring to the image. He went from the cover of Wheaties to, no, he went from the, the cover, cover of Wheaties. You're calling him a fruit is what you're saying right. while right. also simultaneously saying you're how progressive you are. <laughs> right. But And again, I don't, I don't have a... I don't have a single fucking pro- if you want to make fu- if you want to still call him Bruce Jenner and do a one hour one man show about you know calling him saying how trans is mental whatever the fuck you want to say about, I don't give a fuck my point is when I start to give a fuck is when you scold other people for making those jokes mm-hmm. like John has over and over again and kind of made it your sole crusade is like I'm going after these people because they've made fun of my kids it's like, well, then you can't make those same jokes, John. Everyone's someone's kid, John. Right. So let's hear him finish this. Up. Uh, that was the end of the clip, right? Uh, before yes, the next package, one. before the next package, I just let me get some water real quick. Yeah, go for it. All right, I feel Oops. my mouth dries enough. I don't want to make it dry. We can go. Uh, we can keep going, Hack Ride, while he uh, while he gets his water. What's the uh, actually while he's doing that, Hack Ride? Tell me. We have yes. to. Uh, so you're telling me in order to get Richard Ojeda to do a live show. Ah, oh, yes. Hold on. Let me change there. I have changed the wallpaper showing you skydiving. Now, yes, continue. I'm going to, in order to get Richard Ojeda, I'm going to have to jump out of a plane with him. Listen, six minutes on the stage doing stand-up is as dangerous as jumping out of an airplane with a man who's done it 300 times. Let's be honest. It's it a fair frightening. Thing. People are very afraid of public speaking, but I don't know if it's yes. as dangerous. <laughs> Yes, it well with the major, it is very safe. Uh, he will go with a backup person, so if his shoot fails, they will grab onto you and make a choice. You know, so is there, is there the any wiggle now. room with this? Could I could I negotiate my way out of it? Okay, all right. Of course, there's always negotiations. Maybe Richard doesn't do comedy and just does the drinking game. Uh, we can, you know. He is very nervous about the comedy. When I mention the stand-up, you see yeah. the flop sweat starting, and he has not written anything <laughs> yet. So right, well, I don't we'll want see, to guys- pressure him. Let me know in the comments uh, if I should, if you think it's wise. You guys know what you know about me. You know my uh, my impairments and all that. 
Um, should I jump out of a plane with Richard Ojeda? Let us know in the comments section. So, Mike, we... there is a non-zero percent chance that this man one day may be president, and you would be passing up the opportunity to yeah. jump out of an airplane with maybe a, a George W. Bush type. Which that, could you, you live you, with yourself? You made that point to me, and that did change things for me. That was that's an interesting point. He could be but, president someday. If I, you know, hey, Hackrod, we get this show big enough, I could influence an election. <laughs> You know, I could be the Absolutely. next show. So, Absolutely. So if that if that happens, if this show becomes, you know, Rogan-esque, then we could put Richard Ojeda in the White House. So I do think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Yes. Zero Dark Tony, do you have yeah. any opinions about Blind Mike strapping himself to Richard Ojeda? And can I jump out of a plane with, with Richard Ojeda? <laughs> I said it better. <laughs> I'm sorry. As in a tandem jump with this man? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they hold each other tight for safety. Well, you know, um, YOLO? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. uh, probably not a great idea. I mean, but... Zero yeah. Dark Tony, you don't know the other side. For this jump, we receive five minutes of original stand-up comedy from Richard Ojeda. Isn't that oh. not worth it for the content? Wear the buckles. Thank you. <laughs> Buckle me in. <laughs> Content Redemption is the next clip. Here we go. We've solved that one. All right. Good, good, good. <clears throat> Sounds good. I've not been practicing. What is Carter's favorite <laughs> history of comedy podcast? Uh, why are you laughing? Especially the Abbott and Costello episode. <laughs> I thought you hate that show. I'm, I'm, I, I go with the wind sometimes, he's, John. He's splitting. He's splitting. <laughs> A great ad from Dave. Thank you there. <laughs> what did he say? I'm Flinty or something. Or Cardiff's Flinty, I guess. I'm, but I, uh, I go with the wind sometimes, John. He's flitty. Say you're Flitty. He's Flitty. Flitty. Oh, Flitty. But here's where, I mean, A, I, like, I just like that Cardiff is so clearly fucking with him that he's like, you know my favorite po history of comedy podcast? Why are you laughing, as a matter of fact? The show I trashed 10 minutes ago. But that, this is the mind of John Melendez where he doesn't scrutinize that at all. He, he says, like, I thought you hated that show. Why do you think that, John? Because five minutes ago, Cardiff said he hated the show? <laughs> right. He you, believes everything right out of the gate. Yes. And runs with it. You, you Literally, it's, you know, this would be a... Uh, John's so dumb, I said this on WATP, that it would make for a horrible sitcom character. <laughs> because you would get one of those bits where it's like, hey, John, the sky is red today. And he'd be like, oh, Really? Is it red? I didn't. I didn't know that. And he'd be like, "No, actually, it's green." And he'd be like, "You gotta be kidding me! It changed already." And in a sitcom, you wouldn't believe that there's a human being like that. So you'd be like, "This is a dumb show." But John is like that. Well, I I know you don't see a lot. You you I don't know if you watch if you've ever seen the Young Ones. I know I've mentioned some no, British comedy earlier. So. Oh no 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 no. The Young Ones is a is another British comedy, and there is a character on there named Vivian. Okay, okay. to me. John is very much like this character. I watch a lot of British TV. I think it's fun. Yes, John so, does fit in with British comedy more than American, for sure. Right, right. He is David Brent. Right. Why do I have to make the tea? <laughs> yeah, well, he actually, he is much more David Brent than Michael Scott because David Brent's a little bit of an asshole. And I think that's John, where it's like tougher to like David Brent than Michael Scott. No redeeming qualities. That right. is not a one. Right. <laughs> not a one all the way to the horizon line. All right, what's next? Evolution and proof. Oh, well, this is, I mean, John's, again, simultaneously, 
He's evolved over time, but also proving that he's always been right about everything. So it's like at one time he was wrong and he's changed, but also he's always been right. You know, whatever jokes they were, obviously I, I realized after the fact they were inappropriate and, and begged. I'll just call him. I don't want to even give him a disparaging name. I'll just say, I just called Artie's manager. This is another uh, thing. Hold say, on one second. This is another thing John does that bugs me endlessly. Earlier in the show, he said Dan's name. He said Dan Filato. And then he's like, oh, wait, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to give him a different name. It's like, but John, <laughs> you're not white. You're not the men in black. You're not erasing been, our memory. The penny's been dropped, sir. <laughs> right. What's done is done. <laughs> and then I think uh, when I, I mentioned that, and Cardiff pointed out that he said the name like Joni Goldstein or something like that, which I don't know who that is. But he goes, Joni Goldstein. Wait! Oh, damn. I said I wouldn't say a name. Well, that's not her full name. <laughs> Which is... I guess maybe she got married or something, but... <laughs> well, I mean, it's just further evidence of his goldfish brain, right? right? He just, if it hits the surface, he's going to go right to it, you know? But, even, but so it's talking about how smart he is. Like, you can't beat this. You can't mess with this mind. He's a guy that is begging for Cardiff's real name. He's like, give me your real name. And then time and time again... While he's talking to Cardiff, will say the wrong, blurt out a name that's not supposed to be said on air, and then be like, "I mean, uh, who knows what his name is?" <laughs> he's like, he's like the low key, uh, sneaky uh, doxer, you know, with the watches right. in his jacket. He just flashes them open. I got him here for you, man. Right. All right. Let's continue. Manager. Let's let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And our audience producer, I just said oh shit you know what i should you know i shouldn't have made those jokes they're inappropriate could you please not air it that's according to to my pal lady k and 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 that's just that's just you know that's Hold on, again learning in the middle of this discussion where he's talking about how he's evolved and his opinion has changed on trans jokes and while he's saying he doesn't make trans jokes anymore he throws in Lady K. Now, if I may, John, what is the joke in calling Carl Lady K? If it's not, wouldn't it be hilarious if this guy was actually a woman? If that's not the joke, imagine calling this person with a beard a lady's name. That'd be fucking hilarious. While he's saying, listen, I don't do trans jokes anymore. <laughs> a I'm a changed bit, a man. And that's, just, that's just the truth of what happened, and it seems reasonable to me. Look, Howard Stern was in blackface, okay? He used the N-word. Now, now, I use it in reference to a fireworks rocket that I can't. Okay, good. I thought he said, oh. now I use it. Like, well, now listen. <laughs> he uses it still for the fireworks? In my the rap N career, I use it often. <laughs> the N-word chaser uh, rocket? That's the, the, the point he's about to make is this. Okay. Uh, yeah. At least he's being honest right now. This yeah. is the, I was surprised when he started to talk about this. I have it saved. There, there was a firework <laughs> ad that actually used that word to those fireworks. What? For those who think that okay. I was somehow making it up. I it ran on CBS you. Sunday mornings. That, those, that, that's a bicoastal thing. I can't it was right next to the National Enquirer, the N-word Jesus. <laughs> You pick them up, you get yourself a Snickers bar. 
a National Enquirer, and a couple of N-word chases. Yeah, and uh, you get the 30% off of your grape juice when you get those. <laughs> a dirty old rotting banana. <laughs> and oh some Welch's. Show it on the screen. Definitely don't, but if you see it, you can, I mean, you well, can show I, people, I, you I can tell people what it is. Yeah, if you can blur it out. Why would you show, John, ask yourself, Jesus. as a human being, why show it and blur it out? Who is that for? It, there's no point. <laughs> this exists, but it Obviously, doesn't. <laughs> I, I realized after the fact they were inappropriate and, and begged. I'll just call them. I don't want to even give them a, a disparaging name. I'll just say I just called Artie's manager. Uh, yeah, I'll just say Artie's manager. Let's let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And or Artie's producer. I just oh my god said, oh shit, you know what? I sh you know I shouldn't have made those jokes. They're inappropriate. Could you please not air it? That's according to to my pal. So he's admitting Lady to Jay. it, but also not. He's like, I did these things according to Carl, who lies about everything. <laughs> so it's like, why are you apologizing? If Carl's you know, making I'm, everything up, why are you like, listen, I did these things according to Carl, but I'm about to address them. Well, he he started to talk about the uh, the firework and that it was an ad. So I was just doing a little quick search, and uh, I found uh, an ad that says, these racist collectibles will make your skin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you get when you when you search this particular term. I'm Just hear the spokesperson, John Melendez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, for $19.99. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and we've got N-word commemorative coins. <laughs> and, and, and that's I'm going to put this in the private chat, this link. That's just, you know, that's just me learning. Yeah, and that's, it, just, that's just the truth of what happened, and it seems reasonable to me. Look, Howard Stern was in blackface. Okay, he used the N word. Just taking Howard now, down. I use it. I know, really? Throw him under the bus. How da do da day? I remember that. I could show you. I have it saved. There, there was a firework ad that actually used Who's arguing that this? word to those fireworks. So, for those who think that I was somehow making it up, I could prove it to you. That no, those. That, that's a bicoastal thing because I can't even get fireworks in California, and I knew that was. We don't get N-word chases out here. I'm imagining like a Nickelodeon type. I'm imagining a Nick like those old. Um, uh, you guys are different than me in age, but the, if you remember, um, like Nickelodeon GAC commercials and shit like that. Oh, God. I imagine just the N-word chasers where kids mm -hmm. are like going wild, <laughs> running down the street. We got a lot of spick chases out here, though. We got those. <laughs> That was sad in the 90s. We had to downgrade to those. <laughs> After the Rodney King beatings. Yeah, very, uh, they're all worried about it. When they lit it on fire, it's crazy. You know, those Koreans were standing on the roof. <laughs> and they were spray painting on the door, Brack owned with an R. <laughs> but also. <laughs> it's true. But those were the days. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. But also, th this is a straw man argument. Another straw man argument that John has built. Because no one's presenting this, the the n-word chaser argument is something people brought up because John was saying I never use words like this, and they were like, "Oh, really? Well, how about these drops?" <laughs> and that's where he's now built this defensive. Like, people change, and times change, so he's going on this rant again to distract us from the original point that John did a podcast where he trashes his kids. That's what all this is about. You know, a long time ago, just. 
I don't know if I can show it on the screen. Look at his single. But if you see it, you can. He is hunting, pecking his keyboard. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, you well, can show I, people. I, you I can tell people what it is. Right? Yeah, if you can blur it out. Then why show it? And I know that's what they call. All right, I've turned my screen black, but here's the evidence. <laughs> we call it and black screen. Show you this ad. Here it is. Uh, well, I don't know if I can't show this because it's 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 a part it's non-existent. Of it? That's why I can't show. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it is. You know, like in kind of like a news thing. I mean, and like a commentary thing. I guess. Okay, I mean, well, showing it, why is he asking to... Dave as if Dave has any fucking idea yeah. about YouTube's regulations? It to... Yeah, it's right here in uh, section four. Paragraph A. <laughs> to promulgate hate. So I mean. No. Well, you know what? It, it's pretty what blurry. You, you know. Promulgate. Prom so yeah, something like that. <laughs> this is my proof. Okay? okay. Okay. That's a word. All right. This was an ad for firework. All right. This is what they. Proof said. of what? In now, 1952. See that ad. This is my proof that I wasn't the, the only is, racist. It's actually good because it's no, I can't see it. I see the ad. It's very blurry, but I can definitely. Very blurry. You can make out the first part of that if you kind of get in a little bit. And you too can buy yourself some N word chasers. Yeah, just get on the phone with Spencer Fireworks. <laughs> Here's the advertisement. Talk, ask for Michelle. She, she's very good. She'll hook you up. And just use Stuttering John for your 26% <laughs> discount code. That's promo code Stuttering John to save 10%. But that's 10%. only for the N-word chases. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to off them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> We're going to promulgate that. <laughs> it is all, uh, speaking of fireworks, it's all smoke and mirrors he's putting up. Like, <laughs> the arguments he's having aren't real. And this is why John's like, oh, I beat Carl. No, you lost to Carl in an argument and then gave your counter when he wasn't there. And are taking some sort of victory lap for like getting over him on points that he's not on the show for. What year do you think John's brain smoothed over from the booze? Like just became totally smooth. No divots. 2016. That's about <laughs> right. That's about what I was gonna say, Hack Red. That's about the right area, I think. Although when was he working for Stephanie Miller? Around that time? Exactly. The Stephanie Miller was the, the start of the downfall. And you can hear more about that on the Hack Ride Puzzle Box with my host, Krista, who worked with Stuttering John on the Stephanie Miller Show. That. Yes. Yeah, go She knows nothing. Subscribe <laughs> to Hack Ride. Yes. Get on there and get that sub going. Yes. And, and hit the like button. Zero Dark Tony. And this channel. Everyone. Up next is covering his app. Yeah, so this he wants to make sure... That God forbid this audio ever gets out. Hopefully, Dan is going through the files now. Subscribe but to if, me if you want to be uh, persecuted by a ton of. Well, it's not even a ton. It's just a few crazy people. No worries. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to the Scientologists. Don't worry. We'll get to the people that are uh, going to take Tony down. I'm helping him. Actually, he doesn't know that. All right. So uh, yeah, John's covering his ass here in case that audio ever does come out. Uh, he wants everyone to know that he was on the right side of history. When it comes to my transgender joke. I don't do them anymore. I don't do those jokes anymore. I realized they were inappropriate. That's why I asked. Because people on social media told you. Take right. them out. Please sign my petition to run for senator. <laughs> and I thank you, Artie's producer, for not. Hold on. Pause real quick. That's an Tony, you remind me of something. If he ran now 
no, he would never shot. <laughs> but but like there would be an actual push. Everyone in the the Dabbleverse would be lobbying for this man. He'd have more of a shot of getting elected. <laughs> they, I wish he would make another run for office. Well, I mean, I think they're going to show up at a lot of his rallies with a bunch of those N-word chasers. I'll tell you that right now. Well, there, I mean, <laughs> I know I know off. a place where you can get them. John just advertised for him, so that's right. Ladies out. and gentlemen, right down to Spencer Fireworks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and Dan, well, I don't want to say his name, but Nat. See, he doesn't. Dan, I won't say his name. If you know, you know, or I'll call him Stan. Yeah, not Nat, because that's like, what, you know, what a smokescreen. It's a double it's just, entendre. It's just, it, it's just what it's Hold on, hold on. I, hack Rad, defend your boy there. Does he know what double entendre means? <laughs> uh, let's... DG likes the brown liquor, so we don't know how much he's had at this point. Let's just say that he's probably four or five fingers. Stan, wow. which of course is double entendre, not just another white name. All right, Stan, I really don't have a problem with you. I appreciate that you took it, took that down, and I'm sorry. And I hope that you know, I hope you don't release it because it's it'll. It doesn't matter because, you know, I'm going to say. Now, just a day and a half ago, and this is why I think John came back, a day and a half before this, John said it doesn't exist. He never did that podcast. And now he's saying, Dan, he's appealing to his senses. He's not saying, well, he's saying his name and then not saying it. So he's trying to keep this man private and saying, please don't release this. So I Don't release this imagine. public thing as I try to signal to you privately through my public forum. Right, yeah, the, there's, the, I can only imagine, if John is going through all this trouble of trying to cover his ass, I can only imagine how bad this podcast was. <laughs> he's the guy, he's like, I put his email on this t-shirt. Remind <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy it right now. Right now. It's got his email and everything on it. I didn't know if I should do it or not, but I did. But it's very clever, because the shirt says his real name is not Dan. So that way, no one thinks it's his real name. <laughs> That, you know, you know, and my kids, oh, this is what I want to say. Then after my kids scolded me for calling night Greta. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I should have set this part up a little better. So John earlier says that, um, you, like, and it was half a genuine moment because you almost feel like John is a human being when he says stuff like this. Because believe me, I, I, I get it. I grew up in a, a, a world that is different today. <laughs> Based on how you're allowed to talk about gender and all that, so like, there's shit I could say that'll get me taken off YouTube, which has become like a source of income for me. So, legitimately, I sympathize with John and under like trying to navigate those waters and everything. And having a kid in that situation has to be ten million more times more difficult than I can possibly grasp. I get it. John's had a lot of learning to go through. Well, so, I mean, he's, he's he's trying to row a boat whilst at the same time pouring water into it. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, you know, that's the problem. Because he says earlier that like there's tough stuff because he called he dead named his kid by accident. He used the wrong name uh, after they had transitioned right, Greta, instead of Knight or something like that. <laughs> he's good at that. Yeah. So yes, exactly. <laughs> so again, and Cardiff, I think made the point. Don't you see why I don't want to give you my real name? <laughs> but. <laughs> But John used the wrong name for his kid, and his kids were like, Dad, what? that's not, come on, like, you know, be better than that, I guess. They called him out for it, which I sympathize with John in that moment. Now, here's why I don't sympathize with him, mm -hmm. because even with his kids, he's looking to get some hollow victory to hold over their head. 
over the kid's head. Yes. Yeah, listen to this. Recalling night, Greta. One time, Lily accidentally said, are you inviting Greta? And I went, oh, oh, you said, oh, dad, stop, you know, stop pointing that out. And I'm like, well, hey, that's what you did to me. The Phantom Dennis, thanks for box. How much would it take you to the trash kids? I would never try. How old is kids. the kid that he's talking about? Uh, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're all in their early twenties now. I think the youngest is seventeen. Mm. Yeah. And as far as those transgender comments that allegedly are out there or whatever that 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 my buddy Lady K was talking about, I he know, just leaned to say, show the graphic behind him. Did you see that? What's that? Pull back just about three Anything seconds. Horrible, which I'm sure I might he just when he was referenced, Carl's face is behind him. He's mm. trying to flex that graphic but he's blocking it with his head and as he's yes. talking he realizes it and then you yes. see what he does he moves to show after he says lady k if you could run that back this is the but he's Every also saying while he's talking about these trans comments he's also saying again lady k which right. is completely undercutting everything he's talking about right look there's lady k right there my buddy lady k was talking <laughs> he about reverse I, okay you know if i say anything horrible which i'm sure i might have made horrible Inappropriate jokes, I apologize. And wow. that's all I can do. And wow. I'll say that I evolved and I'll never make them again. That's that, that's big of him to kind of admit because he must know it's really bad. That's why I hope Dan Filato is look, vigorously looking through the, his audio because it sounds like it's rough. <laughs> but it's still very virtual signally. Very, the very apology. Very yeah. virtue signally. And also the idea that he throws in there, and this is what narcissists like John do, is they have to throw in, like, my kids, my kids made a mistake. While he's saying, like, I love my kids so much, I would never make fun of them or anything. Hey, they fucked up once. Don't forget that. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> someone. Uh, uh, when, they, when you pick your parents in heaven and stuff, that's where they really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Like my dad once reached out to me because I came up on like Kirk show a bunch that like he and I aren't particularly close. And he called me one day to be like, you know, like, I know we're not that close, but there's a lot of stuff I did do for you as a kid. And I was like, well, this isn't really like an apology. What, what is this? <laughs> and that's that what John's doing rap. right there where he's like, I'm terribly sorry, but my kid, they make mistakes. Don't forget that. He's unbelievable with these kids using them to make his points, and you know that's why I wanted to do this because I felt it deserved a, a closer look. John thought he got away with this this horse shit, and... but wasn't it wasn't it Chad that really opened this door for this community to start doxing everybody? Isn't that what started it? If I'm not mistaken, um, may, well, I would say the first time I remember it coming up is John claiming that people were trying to get his gigs canceled. Ah, uh, yeah, and like was. None of the shows told anyone to do that. I'm sure people did because people are fucking idiots. Yeah. But there's only so many times. And uh, I was talking about this recently somewhere. But it's like my whole thing is when people people will go after like Barstool a lot for this or uh, the Minifans, any, any, any passionate fan base like that. People will say like, oh, you know, Dave Portnoy is responsible for what his fans do. No. If Dave Portnoy said, hey, guys, attack outlet attack you know the new york times or whatever then he would be responsible short of that you're not responsible for anything's your anything your fans do mm -hmm. 
John was the one who was literally telling people, go leave this comedy club or so-and-so bad Yelp reviews uh, because they're my enemy now. John was the one doing that, not any of the people he names. Hmm. We have uh, one more clip, right? Uh, yes, Fred? yes, Mike. We have come to the piste de resistance. So this is where it was really rough to watch John, because anyone else, I would say, oh, they're having a human moment. But don't forget, this is John trying to cover his ass and make us all feel bad for him in case that audio of him and Artie Lang ever does come out. Well, you can't compete with this. This thing right here behind these liver spots, <laughs> there's no competing with that. It's a brain, and it's a brain filled with a lot of emotions, as we're about to see. And the hardest thing about divorce is being a father and going through a divorce. Now, I'll always love Susanna. There won't be a day in my life that I won't love the mother of my children. Well, I still think she's a very beautiful woman. Powerful stuff. I, I miss her sometimes. And the emotional John. This is where he's not as bad an actor as we thought. And one too many, he wasn't able to display this much range. <laughs> he's really, really bringing it here. <laughs> it's like Sophie's Choice. Hold on. It's, it's okay, man. It's all right. I told you. Like, he's got to be real, brother. That's all that's, all that's important. So well, sadly, DG, I don't think he is. But all right, hold on. He, the there was a little fill moment there on the waterworks. This part is... Raising kids as a single dad. I'm a single dad. You didn't. Yeah. Right. You didn't raise kids. Your wife did. He is sad you for were... his wife that she had to raise them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't realize you had such sympathy for the she wife. So much work. Because John has talked nonstop about how much pussy he's gotten since his divorce, how he's always out drinking. He's promoted that he's at the Pickwick pub every day at 3 p.m. Like, he has not raised his kids as a single dad. Yes. I see them sometimes. It's that's just like this dirty little fish and chips bar on Ventura Boulevard in Woodland Hills is uh that place. And then this there's is... another one. They the same owners have a couple of like British pubs around town. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, zero dark. I don't think people understand the area John lives in. We both are from LA and that area <laughs> it brings a smile to both of our faces. <laughs> You're getting too right, geographical like... for, for me, but yes, it's right next yes. to a Del Taco. <laughs> yes. Oh well, excuse me. But across from, well, actually across from the from a Wendy's uh but on John's... Ventura Boulevard there, yeah. This is this is literally the, the fucking Chris Rock bit where he's like, I take care of my kids. What you want a cookie? That's what <laughs> yes. John's doing is like you guys, if you have no sympathy for me now, wait until I tell you I raised my children. Oh, bravo, John. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, I, I, I told you this in the chat line, Mike, but narcissists tend to cry about themselves and their lives more than anyone else. Empathy yes. for others? Fuck no. But yes. I stepped on my toe in third grade and the waterworks come. I'll tell you right. something. Yeah, the, right. yeah, the tears that are coming out right now are not from the subject he's talking about. Right. Absolutely not. It's from the idea what will happen to him if that audio ever comes out is what's, <laughs> what, what's encouraging those tears. This is his, for his bosses at LAUSD. See, I cried. I was sad. Give me my job I apologized. Back. I don't make jokes. Very empathetic. 
it's hard not seeing them every day. Because what happens in, in the mediation is that I was doing 12 hours at the potential as a writer. Mm-hmm. Hardest and working manager. They asked me um, what, uh, you know, what do you want in time spent? And I realized that I said nothing. There's no way I I took that piece of paper and I threw that paper plane right across the room at them. I realized there was no amount of time I could spend with my kids that would be enough. So I said zero. (laughs) Let's I said, you know what? Pickwick pub. (laughs) Why bother? You tell me a number that I have to settle for and I'll agree to it. It's like I see them at the bottom of every glass. They're always with me. They're, you know, they're not dead if you find a way to remember. Them. It's like, no, John, you, you're just losing custody. You, you right. can still see them. <laughs> you know, I could drive by their school when they're playing soccer. <laughs> wave. Keep going. Wave. I'm not allowed to actually own the school property, but <laughs> I can be on the public street. Well, it's sad. Well, let's hear the end of this clip. I forget. He goes on to talk about the stepdad. I don't know if it's in this clip, but let's hear the rest. Oh, there's a st- oh she got remarried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we pitched every morning at 9 a.m. to Jay. We got up at 7. We edited all our pitches because they were... <laughs> so we had Fucking guy. It's juicy. <laughs> and we edited it on Final Cut Pro because it's because we really wanted to get the joke through to Jay and to Jack Cohen, our head writer. Where does all that moisture come from? And I was a damn good writer on that show. And Jack Cohen said, I wish I had 10, John. That's his quote. Jay he didn't came mean up to you. Me That's in the midst of this tearful apology to his family. Total narcissism. And they said, they said, I was more influential on The Tonight Show than Johnny Carson. They said, they said John, your wave over to the couch made so many stars. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing oh, that he's able to God. shoehorn his achievements into this, where he's begging for his family preemptively. He shoehorns his achievements into other people's achievements. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. It is minus one. It's minus 100 that if you invite Stuttering John to speak at a funeral, he will mention his credits. <laughs> you know, uh, as we lay uh, him to rest, I just wanted, this reminds me a lot of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar roast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying I'm bigger than Carson. I'm saying we were on the same playing field. I'm just saying he called me when he retired. <laughs> John, do you want the job? I'm working for Howard. I can't do it. <laughs> Doing a great job. You're fucking awesome. You hear that, Lady K? And you're my best friend. <laughs> and I love you more than my wife and kids, John. That's what his words, not mine. He he really is unbelievable. Like the narcissism narcissism shines through. And it's tough. Let me tell- cry about my children and then tell you how much I am needed. <laughs> I went back and forth a little with someone in the comments who I thought made a good point. Um, on our episode of Why You Laughing about the worst comedian in the world, uh, Tom Myers, I said that I wish he could play along a little bit more because I think, A, it would end, it would give us more Tom Myers. He would be more involved with shows and stuff like that. But like it would be better for Tom Myers. It would be more lucrative for him. 
And someone in the comments was like, don't you understand if he was self-aware, if he was more self-aware and able to play along, he wouldn't be Tom Myers. And I don't, I totally get that point where I don't fully agree is I think you can be a, a narcissist like John, but also know enough of why people find that interesting to joke about it a little bit. Does that make sense? And maybe I'm being delusional. Maybe, maybe that's not true, but I feel like it could be learned by guys like John and Tom Myers, how to market themselves in a way and not get so defensive when people come at them or make fun of them. Does that make sense? Mm. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just the nature of, of, of who he is. I mean, anything, look, (laughs) one of, one of these, goon qualities is the people who you say doing one thing and yelling exactly about the thing that they're doing to someone else the hypocrisy right right? of course yeah what an aptly named channel he has it's it's unbelievable (laughs) the program the delusion to name your channel that is unbelievable it's hypocrisy police right yeah yeah yeah. not what is wrong with this kid (laughs) well that's uh yeah that's all we have for uh stuttering john for today um I'm thinking the further we get into this hack ride, um, well, you know, let's play the Tom Myers, uh, the uh, Mark Norman thing first. Hold on one sec before you record. I'm like Snoop Dogg. I only need weed to function. Okay. okay. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm recording with two guys who are on the West Coast. We started this at 9.30 a.m. their time, and they're both high off their asses. So Yes, yes. I'm I'm going to say, though, hack ride. We're deep into this. I'm enjoying the experience, buddy. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you, Blind Mike. Yes, I, I'm doing well. Uh, I have made some mistakes behind the scenes, but no one can see them, so it does not matter. Perfect. Honestly, I think, would you be interested in being, you know, coming on, playing some drops, stuff like that? We could use you as a third guy in the broadcast. Of course. Of course. Okay. I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> All right, so uh, during the break, they uh, informed me of some of the names of some of the uh, items on the website that John was referring to that sells these racist collectibles. And uh, I told them, I think we'll wait for Craig to be back because he'd hate to miss (laughs) the opportunity to say some of those words on air. So Yes, Craig will love it. We'll save that for another week. Uh, But real quick, I wanted to talk about a subject. I don't know how much you guys will be interested in this. Uh, Tony, I don't know how much, how close you follow the world of like stand up or anything, but I found this interesting, so I wanted to play it. It's a story that's been around forever in stand up. Uh, since Mark Norman started to get even a little bit popular, this story was out there that Sherrod Small choked him out. Do you remember? Oh, remember Opie's buddy, Sherrod Small? Uh, are you talking to me or, or Hackride? Either of you. Oh, okay. I do well, not. Oh, okay. Opie used but to I probably do... I probably will either recognize the voice or whatever image. Well, you know? yeah. So Opie used to do a show like when he left Jim Norton, he would do a show with a uh, Vic Henley, Sherrod Small, and then eventually uh, Carl Ruiz were his guys, and Sherrod was one of those guys. And I never thought he was great on the radio or podcast, um, but he was whatever. He's had a long, uh, somewhat successful stand-up career. He's uh, Chris Rock's cousin. So, uh, you know, lovely for him. I'm sure he has an audience. But I'd always heard the story and thought it was very weird. But I'd never heard Norman address it. I've heard it addressed only in um, the terms of like, oh, we can't talk about that. It's like, oh, you guys know what happened with Sherrod and Mark 
Okay, so one of these guys is not Chris Rock's cousin, I'm guessing. No, no, no. This okay. is uh, Mark Norman, Sam Merrill, <laughs> and right. Joe List. Uh, now, recently. if one of these guys was Chris Rock's cousin, I would say the guy all the way on the left, but that's just me. It's possible. <laughs> but, but uh, no, these that guys are talking. That is Joe List on the left. <laughs> it is oh, not Chris okay. And uh, and we might be drunk, the three of them. Joe List was out promoting his special. Go watch that. It was terrific, by the way. I wrote a review out on Patreon, blindmike.net, if you want to check that out. That's Joe List on the left? Um, Correct, yes. Joe oh, List on the left, a... Mark Mark Norman in the middle, and I don't know who else on. He's Emmer. a bit of a taller drink of water than I thought he was. Sure, yes. We're getting bogged down in the details here. I hey, just want to hear this story where uh, Mark Norman talks about his incident with Sherrod Small. So they were talking about an incident where Rich Voss beat up uh, a young comedian for making fun of his kids at the comedy cellar, uh, oh like some God. Christmas party years ago. Um, it, Rich Voss gave this guy like a fucking spinning kick in the chest or something like that. Shut up, really? Yeah. So wow. this guy, Jason Cantor, was shit faced and uh, was talking shit about, like, made some, some joke about dating Voss's kids or fucking Voss's daughter or something like that. And I guess Voss came back up to him when he was retelling the story. And Voss goes, You talking shit? And Joe List tried to like hold his Voss's arms back and be like, "No, he's kidding around." And Voss spin kicked him in the chest. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so they were talking about that story, and then this thing with Sherrod Small comes up. So I thought it was interesting because I've never heard Norman talk about it before. Yeah, I've I've been tuned up at the cellar a few times, and uh, I still prefer that. Right. If you say something fucked up, I yeah. remember your guy. Yeah, you called me after that guy yeah. was choking you. Yes, at the cellar, and you know you're all hopped up like, "Holy shit, that was crazy!" But that's still better. I, I we worked it out. You so know? you, so we won't say who it was, but there was a guy on stage. Yeah, and Josh Gondelman. <laughs> 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 but there was a guy on stage running the light. Yeah, it's a late show. You're getting annoyed. You shit on him on stage. Yeah, it's hitting. You get off stage, he greets you with like a high five and yeah. then pulls you in and starts choking you. Yeah, yeah, basically. And and stat he's a strong guy. Yes, and I didn't see it coming. It was all like uh out of my I, I had no idea. Then you said you were gonna fuck his kid. Yeah. And then um <laughs> no, then you you uh but he had he was it, how long did it take you guys to be good after that? Uh well, you know, it probably I don't know, six months. But we we never saw each other. We just kept you know we just kept uh, passing in the night. And then one day it was just like, fuck it, let's just talk. And it was totally fine. And I'm all so, you know I'm not. It's it's interesting. We finally have the, like the details of what happened now. But I just think it's so interesting that a comedian like, and th that's what's tough. Where like people are like, oh, this person's sensitive, or with social media, this person's sensitive, whatever. It's like comedians at the comedy cellar that pretend to be these tough guys will still choke people out. <laughs> for making a joke about that like a spindly little guy like mark norman made some jokes about trod small and he went up to him and fucking choked him out after a young comedian at the time out i get that's the way they depicted it that he like fucking put hands out put his hand around his throat okay well look that's different than choking someone out dude to the point of unconsciousness that's a little True. bit more advanced yeah no you're right I, I don't think it was to that level you're right but I'm not going to sue just... anybody or anything. I hate all that shit. Yeah. Let's just work it out like adults. Yeah. We can work it out. There you go. The mule kick. Oh, I remember when I was doing the, the shit talking on stage, Godfrey was on the floor slapping the floor going, ah, you, you fucked up. You're going to, you fuck it up, man. Like he was like trying to warn me, like you're done. You're, he's going to kill you. And I thought I, I thought I was killing with Godfrey. I was like, hey, I'll keep it going. Imagine Godfrey being the last thing you see. 
<laughs> slapping the floor. <laughs> and that encourages you, like, all right, I'll keep going. Then. <laughs> all right, well, let's do this. <laughs> there was a great on uh, Patreon. We just rewatched the rich, the roast of Rich Voss, and uh, Bob Kelly makes a joke about uh, Godfrey fucking Bonnie McFarlane, Voss's wife. <laughs> and Anthony Cumia yells from the crowd, uh, "Don't worry, Voss. It was Gilbert," <laughs> which was a very funny line. But yeah, I thought it was. I, I just wanted to play that because I thought for any of you comedy fans out there, um, I thought it was interesting to finally get that story out there. I'm now, a big fan of comedy. Well, then hopefully you found it interesting. I don't know. <laughs> you know, actually, right now my favorite comic is a guy named Matteo Lane. Is that right? Yeah, I like Matteo Lane because I'm I'm we're covering a lot of his cooking, and then I've seen just some of his stand up. Very comfortable. Oh, interesting. Know? I don't yeah. know any of his stand. I've heard him as a guest on podcast. I think he's like okay. If it's a podcast I like already, I'll listen when he's on. Uh, I've yeah. never sought him out, but is his stand-up good? It is. It really is. Very punchy. Um, I mean, he's he's very with it, does some great crowd work, and he speaks like five languages. I knew so, that. Yeah, he's very, very talented guy. He's a great singer. He's yeah. jacked. I know that. <laughs> he's cooking. He's cooking on the shows. So, yeah. you know, we covered like uh, he actually makes a, the real fettuccine Alfredo, as I do the John quotes here. I'm doing some quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he has the, uh, you know, his own cooking show. So he shows you the real methods and then he has some trips in Rome where it'll show you how to really order coffee in Italy. Really interesting. Check out Matteo Lane guys. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, uh, guy. Jared Freed just put out a special and I've meant to, maybe I'll do it today. I've meant to, uh, write a review and put it on Patreon. Uh, Jared Freed put out a Netflix special that was actually like very good for, um, people have messaged me before and said like, Hey, oh, you know what we were talking about is uh, Matt Reif, how successful Matt Reif is. Mm -hmm. And people will message me and be like, God, my girlfriend likes Matt Reif. Like, do I've I never even seen him and I've heard his name, so he must well, be doing well. He's doing very well, but he's he's got no material. His material is very bland. But he's super successful because he's like a young guy that does crowd work, very handsome. A good looking yes. guy, yeah, yeah. Very good yes, looking he is guy. Fabulous to jerk off to. Well, he's, yes, he's gorgeous. Well, that's not mince words here. He's, he's hot as Borderline. He's the prettiest. Is the prettiest woman comic I have ever seen. Mm. So, so people have messaged me and like, lady. <laughs> should uh, should should like I take my girlfriend to his show, just to get her into comedy in some way, and a mm. guy I think is a good example of that is Jared Freed, where like he is, he's like he kind of comes off as like a frat guy that you can get along with. Like there's a little there's a splash of douche in him, but like he's all right. He's a funny guy and everything. You see, you feel like you could hang out with him. And he does a lot of like relatable dating material and everything. It's not the most like unique top at least as far as topics. It's not the most unique shit you've ever seen in the world. But like if you're trying to get your girlfriend into comedy or something, check out Jared Freed 37 and single. I thought it was actually very good on Netflix. But anyways, enough of that. Um, Hackrad, what do you think? Should we? Tom Myers needs you're, a bit. You're producing like today. Christina Should P we go too. to Tom Myers? Christina P has Tom. a good stand up. Christina P. Yeah, she's pretty good. I don't. I don't love her stand up, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, you know. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you who stand up I like. Yes. Uh, let's play some Tom Myers. Heck, right? You don't think it's putting people through the through too much to go back to Tom Myers after last week's episode? Are you we a fan of a, Tom Myers? You can never have enough. Fan? Oh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Tom okay. Myers. You don't know that you don't know this lore. Uh, I do Tom? not. I do not. This is the new one to me. Okay, so Tom Myers, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you up. 
Tom okay. Myers, we went to support his comedy down in Haver de Grace, Maryland. And boy, did we support. Um, but Are you in this video as well, is what you're saying? I'm not in this one. I'm not okay. in this one. I was last week, technically. Okay. But Tom Myers and Dat Fan put on a show. And Dat Fan called us a group of incels and tried to have us removed for, wow. che- for cheering too loud at other comedians. What? Yeah. So uh, we, we forged a beef with that fan we're wow. not not too happy with that fan well i mean he's, he's somebody who's been doing it forever why would 20. he even you know he's like a, he's one of the ancients on the friggin' carved in stone on because the he's a cunt wall. he's an unconfident valueless cunt right. uh who's never written an original joke in his life well That's i mean the, the only reason he's in that stone is because he's vietnamese so let's just you know well his i mean you think he's vietnamese you should listen to his mother talk oh it's wacky That's so funny. so uh hack ride reached out to tom myers not long after this because we you know we uh we built a bridge with richard ojeda we made sport of richard ojeda in the past richard came on poked fun at himself and now we are team oj all the way we are big ojeda guys here at the blind Mm -hmm. project and we said why not build that same bridge with tom myers tom myers essentially told hack ride to go fuck himself and talk to his agent (laughs) Yes, an agent that I am still convinced does not exist. Probably so. So, uh, Tom Myers now, and he uh, called us out for playing his clips without his permission. Oh, no. So, so I said, well... He doesn't understand. Let's play some clips that Tom Myers gives us permission to use because he posted this on YouTube himself. Now, I have to say, uh, I have to give us a few demerits here because I gave me and Justin and the rest of the Haver DeGrace Five a lot of credit for being the first fans to go out and support Tom Myers. I don't think that was true because Tom Myers posted this 11 minute video on his YouTube page. Um, and there are fans there that at least one that yelled Tom Myers. There are people that go out to Tom's shows to support him. Uh, so I may have fast forwarded a little bit in the video well. uh, after that applause and seen once that first applause dies down a little bit, this is kind of what you get at a Tom Myers show. So, Tony, uh, you said you're a fan of stand-up? I am. I am. Buckle in, my friend, because you're about <laughs> to be wowed with Tom Myers' latest material. By the way, I just put in the private chat for you guys. I just sent you a link to a bunch of um, uh, Creative Commons clips of Tom Myers. That. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Do you know about the Creative Commons filters and all that shit? I don't think so. Tell me. Okay, so if you go in the search bar and you search, say, Tom Myers, then hit search, you'll see a bunch of things. Go into the filters, hit Creative Commons. On that topic, you're going to see all the videos that you don't have to worry about any copyright shit for. Oh. That is amazing. That's Mm -hmm. good to know. That's good to know for future use. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, you won't get strikes or anything about, or or any complaints or liens. That's good to know for why you're laughing, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's called Creative Commons in the filter. Right. You have just paid for your visit here, Tony. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's I bring talking. frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> I'm curious. Also, by the way, if you're still listening to this point, let me know. Give me a grade on Hack Ride's performance. I think it's an A so far, honestly. Give me a grade on Hack Ride's performance, Tony's performance, and let me know, should these guys just replace Craig? That's the real question today. Let me know in the Never. comments. <laughs> B minus. I have room for it. <laughs> I've been in this business for 30 years. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We haven't even scratched the surface on Tony yet. He's got a, a tale with Scientology. Oh, that boy. We'll, we'll, 
hopefully get into a little bit, but let's sure. hear from Tom Myers first. Mm-hmm. One of these days, we're we'll going to get to from Tom him eventually. Myers. Tom Myers, ladies and gentlemen. All right, A-. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, What is going Tom on here? Are you not hearing it? Are you no. not hearing it? No, no, no. Uh, hold on. Ah, it has been <laughs> muted. Ah, here we go. Hold on. I like that hack rides thing. Hack ride thinks I'm just doing some unintelligible yes. bit. <laughs> yes. Hey, while we're pausing here, uh, my my girl's on the way to the airport in Tampa. Okay. Just give me one second. Yeah, no problem. Of course. One second. I'm just gonna mute. I will remove you so you can deal. I will watch. Give me a high five when you're ready to go. Sorry about that blind mic, but it it appears the, it is good for timing anyway. No worries, buddy. And yes, this thing that he sent us with the Tom Myers is very cool. Because yeah, that's if, interesting. Yeah, yes. Oh, there's a ton of stuff that you haven't. Uh, I will send you the link. Excellent. It's also in the private chat. We are at one hour and 56 minutes. So I don't know. Hold on. Do you want to go into the uh, little mirror stuff, or I can postpone that until whenever? Like, we don't have to do that stuff because I have nine clips of that shit. Or we can talk about the Scientology with Zero Dark, which would probably be better. Yeah, probably with him, just because he's here and he won't. You know what I mean? No, of course, and and you know he's interesting as hell. And these uh, little mirror clips, like they're they're funny and interesting, but they're uh, evergreens. Yeah, so can we can play him next week or something. Exactly. So let's just get to him. If you want to end with something uh, like kind of funny after the Scientology stuff, I do have like uh, a little sort of thing I made. It's not a cartoon because I, okay. I didn't really have time for that, but uh, I can do a little uh, back and forth comedy battle to see what it's like between you and Ojeda or you and Ojeda. And so I have a little pop up screen that comes up and then. I got a little, uh, I'll give you the first one just to see. If you want me to do it, then mention it. If not, then okay. don't. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah. And, but I'll give you the first one just so. I, I just went and stole one-liners so it could be like. My girl and I were happy for 20 years. Then we met. <laughs> I come from a stupid family. No, I come from a stupid family. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, so it's <laughs> me. I get, I get what you're saying. It's my yeah, so, girl and I were happy for 20 years. Then we met. Some of homophobes turn out to be secretly gay. That I'm nervous. I'm secretly a giant spider. <laughs> so so it's, it's you and him going back and forth with one-liners. So that okay. could be kind of funny, just to end the show on a lighter note, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that works. But if not, then just, just, just end it, you know? Cool. Uh, I just had that just in case we wanted to do something. Perfect. Okay. And Zero Dark is back and unmuted. Beautiful. Uh. Unmute. Or is he? Can't unmute yes because they chose to mute themselves. Oh, okay. Muted me. I muted me. There we go. You're back. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's All right. get this back around here. Can you imagine, by the way, a one of these, just real quick, a, a female Scientologist being upset by this? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Is do you like him? Do you like his comedy? Tom Myers? Yeah. Uh, is that not the point? You know what? Let's actually let's start. Let me know when you're ready to go, Hackrad, and uh, re-ask that question. Okay. Two. All right. So we're we're back here. What do you, what were you saying, Tony? What were well, your I mean, is, are you a fan of his actual comedy, his stylings, his Tom, work? Tom Myers? Yes. Um. How about this? We'll play a little game here. 
We'll play uh, Tom Meyer's comedy. And let me know when you've decided what I think about him. I'll try not to react either way. All right. I love love Amtrak. You know why? Because of the quiet. You do not. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, get it away. Come on. (laughs) Oh, train jokes, I guess, right out of the gate. Oh, boy. And the shirt and the jacket, the way it's coming in is Perry. Very parish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's hear from Tom Myers. He's talking to. He's talking about Amtrak. He's taking the train. Woof. Life is like a box of chocolates. I want to enjoy them in peace and quiet. So shut the fuck up. Ooh. But my, uh, that gets so he's got he's got his people there, and it gets nothing. <laughs> That was very awkward. (laughs) I just got a freaking chill that came across me. I'm actually glad you don't know Tom Myers, Tony. This is interesting because now you get to see, you're getting a firsthand look. While we're doing this uh, hack ride, could you pull up Tom's most famous joke? Would that be possible? Without giving away the punchline? Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. We'll play it that for. This, this is very interesting. It we'll show you a joke in a bit. His puts, audience to shut the fuck up. <laughs> we'll show you a bit that puts okay. uh, that put Tom on the map. But first, okay. let's continue to hear uh, this comedy right. that Tom just. Uh, Amtrak's really weird in a way because they do uh, they make these announcements at every single stop. They say we know you had a lot of options for your travel, so we thank you for choosing Amtrak for your rail travel. Like, what were my fucking options? <laughs> There's no Jim's train trips. Like that, that doesn't exist. There's no Hank's railway journeys, hair and nail salon, and used cars. No. Amtrak Name is a few the more only option names. for my rail travel. But the Amtrak... But the, that is a deafening silence. Yeah. But also, Theo Vaughn could say these exact same words and make it hilarious. You're you not wrong I mean? in that a lot of it is a lot of it is Tom's delivery, where yes, if he was in a more absurd character... Oof, There's something about like, Tom that could be funny. He's like, his timing is like he's trying to tell the jokes while he's falling down the stairs. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because in a way, there, there's aspects of him that are like a polished comedian that you can tell have been doing it for 20 years. But none of that is joke writing ability. None of what I'm talking about is his joke writing or even his delivery. Or like, so Tom's signature move is to pack as many words as he can into both the setup and the punchline. Mm-hmm. So he's tremendously wordy. Travel. But the Amtrak, they advertise they have Wi-Fi, and they actually have Wi-Fi. Not like Megabus. Oh, he's about to eviscerate Megabus. Wi-Fi on a Megabus, the driver will just be like... There go his comps. We don't have it on the bus, we just have it in the office! Now set your skinny ass down! The fucking bus is moving! He does That's these impersonations. When you get on the Megabus, by the way, three drunk like, people okay, who sir, like yelling like have left. This is this is like a the... six-year-old who has a mean bus driver, How and is doing impression for like the adults at a holiday party, and it's like, Haha, well, we don't know your bus driver, but yeah, very good. That's good, Tom. How many people you think are like... in this room? Where is this gig in Baltimore? Oh yeah, it's... you've been to this place. Well, I don't know if it's this place. It's somewhere in Maryland that he's All at. Right. I would guess. Well, you can kind of hear if you listen. I, I'm a, I can't hear it now necessarily. If you listen to the YouTube video, 
you can hear like kibitzing in the mm -hmm. room, like people just they chitter chatter. <laughs> I still <laughs> think you're a little confused about the number of comedy clubs in Maryland, bro. Like you, well, you no, no, like, no, no. There's it's this one, but it could be the, oh, Tony, the cacophony of them. You're a fool. You're a fool. It's Tom doesn't play comedy clubs. You dope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is this a legionnaire? Oh, he's, <laughs> He's at he's at a restaurant right now, interrupting uh, <laughs> someone's fucking appetizers. He brings his own curtain for behind him. He's a, that's not a, it's like in a home yeah. show. Yeah, no, he. I mean, there's a chance maybe this is at like Magoobies or something. But he looks but. like he's about to sell me some pans. This guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir, but uh, all of your tattoos are misspelled, and uh, where are your pants? <laughs> and here with the Cutco Knife Collection. It's always a oh my god, deafening wow. silence again. Wow. He just oh. has he has why the... are we hearing who are these podcasts? See <laughs> plus. Look at the physical That's comedy. That's how they greet you when you get on the Megabus, by the way. It's like, okay, sir, but uh, all of your tattoos are misspelled, and uh, where are your pants? So good, I had to hear it twice. They're a little harsh. <laughs> They're a lot harsher than Chinatown Plus. Anybody remember taking the Chinatown Is this bus? what made him famous? This joke? No. Oh, no, okay. no, no. All you right, want to so hear that? Rolling through it. Okay, let's keep going. We, we, that'll, that'll be the big closer here. Okay. Yes, you don't I get it all. Whenever gotcha. you are. Gotcha. I have that one whenever you. Excellent. Well, let's we could hear a little more of this guy, I guess. Like we're you a know. A lot of people criticize the. Way I don't want to pour bleach in my ears just yet. Bus drivers <laughs> okay, drove, but I loved it. You know, the Chinatown bus drivers are the only bus drivers who can make Maryland drivers go, "Jesus, what fucking records!" He's steering. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hey, a lot of people criticize him, but I love the idea of going from Baltimore to New York in thirty-five minutes. And you have not I was supposed to get a laugh. I got nothing. Whoa, two in a row. This is wow. this is a deafening silence. Oof, man. Remember, remember, his people are in the audience. Someone chanted Tom Myers at the beginning of this set. His people are there, and they can't even support him on this. I mean, the whiff of those two jokes. Like, he just fucking swung and missed. I felt the breeze from here. That's Jesus. A, br a brutal silence. Whoa. Oh, I mean, nothing, not even like the first joke. You heard a fork hit a glass at least. Yeah. Okay. The second one was nothing. <laughs> well, that's all right. You got, you get a deal. You get an idea to, so to know Tom has not improved. He Oof. posted that himself on YouTube. So I wanted to play a little bit. We don't have to play all of it. How long has he been doing this? 20 years. Jesus H yeah. Christ. He's like, uh, okay. So this is what I wanted. This is how Tom got on people's radar because the come town podcast uh, when it was uh, still in existence, would talk about Tom Myers a lot, and they would reference particularly this joke. Okay. So let me, Tony, if you weren't laughing before, think you about won't be, you won't be now. <laughs> expand, expand your mind, uh, because Tom Myers is hitting Seven Eleven. All right. 
Hey, Tony, real quick, look at the title of the joke. No, 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 don't. <laughs> no, I see. I can see it. Okay. I just wanted him to have that in his mind before he... <laughs> okay. You guys are really front-loading this thing for me. It's going to be good. Baltimore's own comedian, Tom Myers. Love comedian, Tom Myers. Tom Myers. Hey, Tom. Love comedian, Tom Myers. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hello. How you guys doing tonight? Everybody having a good time so far? What the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm in kind of a weird mood myself. I was on my way down here. I stopped at a convenience store. I'm waiting in line to pay, and the guy in front of me puts down a dozen donuts, two big bags of Doritos, one of those cheapo one-gallon bottles of the generic brand Fruit Punch, and a nasty old rotting banana. And he turns to the clerk and says to him, my girlfriend just had an operation. She can only eat certain things. I look at him. I look at him and I go, yeah, right. What did she have a bong hit transplant? Oh. <laughs> Oof. Tony, I don't hear that. <laughs> it is the joke of the century and you know it, Tony. I mean. Bong he, hit I, transplant. Don't you get I, it? I'll say he t he took the long way around to get to that one, but yeah, oof. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. And are you you're, you're saying he didn't list enough items that were on the counter, right? That's what you. Mean? I think there were a few more things there that he left out. I think there are a couple hot dogs and maybe a you know cookies. Now, Tony, as a stoner, do you ever go for rotten bananas or old bananas or overripe bananas? That is the weirdest thing I have ever heard. I would never buy an overripe banana unless it was the last one and I knew I was making a smoothie within the next hour. Well, that's how Tom looks at the world is like, oh, st you must be stoned. So you'll eat whatever, even if it's a dirty old rotting banana, because being high means you're incapacitated, essentially. What if and, you know, who's to say that she was going to eat the banana? Maybe it's just to keep her throat open. It's true. Well, she has a diet and she can only eat certain things. I don't know if you heard that part. But... <laughs> All right. Well, she so... can only eat certain things, but who knows what the banana was being used for? I mean, bananas are nefarious. I'm glad we've opened Tony's mind because he can dissect it. Tony does deep dives on a lot of subjects on his channel. Go subscribe, Zero Dark Tony. Thank you. And so now we've opened his mind a little bit to Tom Myers. But what I did want to talk about a little bit before we get out of here, we'll, we'll merely scratch the surface with you. Because I know you have a lot to say about it. But essentially, you're a reformed Scientologist, right? Well, here's the thing. I was at Scientology just for a little bit. I wasn't yeah. there for like a long time. I wasn't born into it. Um, there's a show that, you know, but, you know, I also have had a little time. You know, look, my uh, criminal record has been uh, dismissed and expunged. <laughs> but, okay. you know, I did a little misdemeanor time down in the L.A. County Jail where Danny Masterson is. So, you know, um, got to communicating with one of these larger Scientology channels. Oh, so this and was I, somewhat recent, right? Uh, yeah, within the past uh, six weeks. This, this is, you know, I went on one of their shows. So long story short, I go on the guy's show. Goes no, I'm, well. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. It's not that recent that you were in Scientology, though. Oh, no. There was that was like in the 90s, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Just and I was there for a short period of time didn't really get that far up the bridge to the clear or anything like that. I took a little, a couple minor courses. I saw this place as like a day spa. Right. I did, I did that purification thing where you're supposed to sit in the, but I kept having to do it over because I kept getting high. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, 
you know, I went there to really just stop taking drugs. They said they could help me. You know, I was recruited by uh, Jenna Elfman and her husband, the actress, on a, you know, I was working on the Paramount lot, and we were all walking out together, and, you know, lo and behold, some accident happens right in front of me, and they jump into their Scientology mode, and next thing you know, I'm signing up for these courses. Okay. Is there any way, so, you know? And just if I listen to shit like this, once people start, I know Scientology, there's a lot of celebrities involved in everything, mm -hmm. but once it's just someone, just for the listeners, because I know listening, this is what I would think. I would be skeptical. Is there any way to prove that you were involved with like Jenna Elfman? Because I know Scientologists are very uh, litigious and everything. So is there a way people can verify that or no? Yeah. If they look close enough and they put a couple dots together, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> like. Totally. So go follow you know? Tony's channel. You'll find everything you need. Yeah. And, and I've also made a video about it called My Scientology Recruiter. So it'll tell you kind of like the entire detailed story of what happened okay. there. But, you know, so I go on this channel and then, um, you know, I get a bunch of subs out of it. It was great. This guy has like maybe 170K. You know, his name is uh, Aaron Smith Levin. The channel is growing up in Scientology. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, one of their... Um, people came over to my channel left a shitty comment of, for dana like you know my research partner right and um so we respond to that then another one of their people who has a channel comes into my live chat and tries to tell people to leave my live chat i called her a cunt i said get the fuck out of here cunt <laughs> okay. and they melted down sure this whole all of them melted down because i said the word cunt now a video i did later was showing aaron smith levin their leader calling a woman a cunt in Florida. Like there's, you know, there's like everything that they have attacked before they have sort of done, you know? Sure, sure. So it's, it's a very wild thing because they have essentially left Scientology, formed their own new cult. Right. And from what I've, you know, from some of the investigation that Dana and I have done, they have a charity called the Aftermath Foundation that Leia Remini is involved with. And reportedly, and from my findings... Mm -hmm. They are running a bit of a of a porky. They're running a bit of a scam. So Leah Remini is now in my involved. opinion for your channel. Okay, so we think we think Allegedly. yeah we think a Leah Remini may be involved in another cult like basically religion. Well, what they did was they left Scientology, but they're all still Scientologists that grew up in there, right? When right. you leave a cult, okay. So I've I've talked with some cult experts and things like that, and I've done some videos about them. And when you come out of a cult, you're supposed to leave. You're not supposed to speak with anyone, not talk with anybody from right, that cult. Right. And these people, imagine being immersed and being a Sea Org member, signing a billion-year contract when you're like seven. Right. Right? So these kids had no childhood. They're feral. All right? These are mm -hmm. feral children who are trying to operate in the real world as a group of people who don't know how to operate in the real world. They're all Scientologist cult members. They don't know sure. how the real world works. Right. So... You know, low, you know, low and behold, um, I get the the attacks, the comments, the emails, you know, they're going after my channels, trying to get them deleted, mass reporting them. But being a YouTube partner, you have some advantages of, you know, contact and being able to say, hey, look, this is what's happening to me. Just keep an eye on it. You know, if I right. break the rules, I break the rules. Right. But I don't have any strikes on my channel or anything. And some people like these these goons and and, you know. Just people who all they need to do is turn it off, man. Watch mm -hmm. something else. So my point has been to really just 
just rile them up, you know, to pull a, a to pull a Jesse Pot awful, a Patrick Melton, you know, just get them going and riled up because it's giving me so much more content. But my point is that I won't be told what to say on my channel and sure. I'm kind of a free speech guy, you know? Sure. But it's also interesting because that to me, if that's true, would suggest that Leah Remini has been trying to expose Scientology for all of its darkness, but is now involved in like an organization that's doing a lot of the same things. Yes. Um, what they, what the Scientologists call it is fair gaming. Now, what, what this group of Scientologists has a, accused me of, since I don't go along with whatever they say and I'm not part of their thing, is that, you know, that I am... <laughs> Scientology has an office called the Office of Special Affairs. It's basically like their own little KGB. Right. They, ha they say that I am one of those agents. Okay. <laughs> so they're attacking me because they think I'm trying to hurt... That I support the church. But of you've trashed Scientology, haven't For you? That's sure. kind of been your yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, there's no. I don't like cults. Right. So <laughs> wouldn't that go again? How do they rationalize that? Well, uh, they rationalize that because they go right back to the I'm cursing, my language, I'm lying. You know, um, it, it's it's that diversion. And meanwhile, these people have a charity called the Aftermath Foundation. Now, one of the people that has targeted me is one of the people on the on the splash page with the testimonials, right? He was one of their he was one of their rescues. He was a Scientology pet rescue that they helped, you know, get out of there. You're going to have a little editing to do, bro. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, but he comes out of there very recent. His father's very uh, famous Scientologist and he is one of the people that has started to attack me, but you got to understand, the, there are things that they call auditors in Scientology. And I have been calling out, I called out Aaron, their leader, who literally went on his channel and said, you know what? Go unsubscribe from him. He went on a, and then he had Andrew Gold, who's another creator, who's his buddy, come on and try and do the same shit to me. So they tried to tag team up on me with about quarter of a million followers, at least between the two of, at least, but actually yeah. over 350, now that I think of the numbers. And, so Tony. Yeah. I, ha I found a video from the Scientologist. Can I play it? Sure. Without you? All right. Oh, from the Scient... Which one is it? Oh, this yeah, her. This one. Yeah, this really is this recent? fun looking lady right this here. This is the second one that she's... Wait, this is... Oh, should we play this? this? might be the... Oh, you, oh dude, let, let me tell you something. We're just, we're just getting into this. They have made so many videos about me, right? All right. Well, let's they see on the other side. What, what does she say yeah, about yeah. this wiseacre? So, let's so go. It's, the, the title says zero, Doc Tony, is very low on the emotional tone scale, which is this a scale is you do not or understand. This a third video like. that this particular woman has made about me. Yes, okay. she is very concerned about Tony's tone scale. She's very good. The reason why we know zero, Doc Tony, has never been a Scientologist. He's way too emotional to have ever gone through any of the training. Who's that fella? Yes, he is a, a starting linebacker for the Rams. And it is a very bizarre statement to say that you're not part of our religion. You were never part of our religion. Don't religions want people? It's confusing religion. Right. Also to right. say you have too many emotions to have been part of this religion? Are they not recruiting everyone? Oh, well, you don't know about Scientology, do you? I right? don't know. I'm Man. sorry. Oh, teach him, Tony. Teach him. Clear they those Satans. They will recruit anyone. They actually have offices and places on Hollywood Boulevard that literally they have people on the street all day. Are you curious? Curious about Scientology? Are you curious? Right? 
I was there off and on for a couple of years. These people spent their entire life in it. Okay. Now, in a sense, since I came in through what's called Celebrity Center, I never went through the weird training auditor. I went right to Celebrity Center because I was I was a working actor. I was working on films and television. They wanted me, you know? I was exactly the type of person that they wanted. Now, I was in this purification with Danny Masterson, with Ethan Supley, with Catherine Bell, like before they got really famous. I feel yeah. like I was part of this graduating class that I left, but if I was stayed in it, I would have been in a much different career position today. Right. You know? And they fucked up all my management and all that shit anyway, so. Right, right. Is there some resentment? Tony. Absolutely. <laughs> what? You'd be broke. You'd be broke, Tony. <laughs> well, I would be broke, and I probably would be in prison because they set people up like this Danny Masterson guy, you know? They got to throw someone to the wolves. Yes. Oh, Blind Danny Mike. Masterson was set up. Boy, there's a lot here. So I, believe, I believe that Danny Masterson was a bit of a sacrifice. I mean, he's fucked up. He's done a lot of fucked up things. He deserves to be in prison. But there are a lot of people oh, okay. there that deserve to be in prison. You know what I mean? Okay. That have done understand. much worse than Danny Masterson. Yes, you need to understand part of their ritual when they get you is to have you tell all your dirty secrets of your entire right. life. That, mm -hmm. I, that I know. You. That I've heard. Then yeah. they got gotcha. you. Yeah. Then they yeah. got you with blackmail. So I'm not uh, informed or smart enough to really break all of this down. But well, the just, reason a, that... just another real quick addition to that, brother, is yeah. that it's not just your actions. The scariest part is they will persecute you for your thoughts. You haven't even done the shit, dude. You right. didn't oh, even yes. do it. So if you thought of, you know, uh, putting your, um, you know, wiener in something that has four legs, you know what I mean? And you gotcha. tell, then you tell them that, then they have a process for that. Very thought. specific example. That's interesting. But yes, I yes, get what they, you're saying. Well, just I do not believe example. in psychiatry, and psychiatry is examining those exact things, and so they are the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to have Tony on to tell that a little bit. Also, he had me on his show. We have a nice time. Yes. Um, but you yeah, we'll, we'll only scratch the surface today. But basically, I wanted to let everyone know that if you're interested in this conversation, as weird as it is. Go check out Zero Dark Tony on uh, YouTube and Rumble and everything because yeah. I have been talking about some videos about these people exposing all their stuff and their BS. And it's definitely I, interesting. I, it's definitely yeah. worth looking into. Yeah, it's pretty it's wild good. stuff. I mean, you know, I've I also did a story a couple of years ago about um, underground the Underground Railroad that just did the Sound of Freedom movie and some of the allegations against them, and that was with Mormons. So I got attacked back then by QAnon and the Mormons. So this is kind of like you know par for the course for what I do. Yes, and Support one of the Tony producers Tony. for that, one of the producers for that movie, just got arrested for child porn as well. That is right. There you that go. Is correct. It's all adding up here. Ding, ding, ding. If you ever want to do a program that uh, talks a little more about cults and things like that, we could do that too. <laughs> That's the thing is, I'm very interested in it. The problem is, we did like two hours on fucking Stuttering John. For sure. So I, was like, yes. I, I, I could talk to you about this all day because I find it fascinating. But Definitely. mainly, I wanted to tell people go uh, check out Tony's stuff. On uh, YouTube and Rumble and everywhere else. What's the easiest place to find that, Tony? Uh, you you know, I've got them all are there on YouTube. Um, some of them are behind the paywall. I got a $1.99 membership. If you don't have a $1.99, get off the internet. Come join us. Right. <laughs> support yes. uh, support Tony. Support I appreciate Hackride. you guys so much. Thanks so much, guys, for having me on. Tony, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you for coming on. I would Hack love Ride. to have both of you on uh, both of my shows coming up very soon. So we gotta, we'll stay in touch. Anytime, buddy. Yes, um, I think we should title the we should title the show "Colts and Dolts" anytime we cover Stuttering John and Scientology. I'm in. I <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> Zenu, Zenu is my cousin, in fact. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, go follow Hack Ride as well. I'm trying to promote you, goddammit. <laughs> wrap this thing up. <laughs> so uh, follow Hack Ride on YouTube right now. Go do it. His show is already up if you're listening to this episode. Um, and uh, go to blindmike.net. That's where you can find all things related to this show, whether it's the free links on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, who are these socials? Why are you laughing? The other two shows that I do. Subscribe to the YouTube. That helps the algorithm. Subscribe on Patreon. We have YouTube memberships as well. Or if you want to subscribe on Patreon. And uh, because the little rascal is not here and uh, Hackride may be taking his job, go support Craig. Verygoodshow.org. And uh, you can check out Very Good Show for free. And if you want to subscribe to his Patreon, you can do that as well. Uh, other than that, I think we're getting out of here, Hackride. Is that intro music I hear? I like this. No, this is I outro, mean, outro music. music yes, outro, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It is airy and bouncy so we can go on with our days like we did something here. I love it. Your mama is so dumb she refused to give your dad a blowjob because she thought he'd lose his unemployment benefit.